1: welcome to the draft show. Um, I'm Stevie TPFL. I'm joined by my good buddy uh, wearing his blues stuff and yeah, not used to probably not
2: hosting shows. Uh, Eric Crane, how are you doing my friend? I mean I'm great. I You always forget how easy it is to do a show and not host. So I'm just gonna kind of sit here kick my legs up. Uh, life's good over here though man. We got a blues game tonight. Uh, my blues they're one-to-one in the Western Conference Finals. We took the last game in San Jose, so life's good over here. What about you down there? Um, nothing to really be excited about in Florida, uh, except for the fact
1: that it's not cold and it's not extremely hot yet. Uh, it's raining a lot, and um, we're, we're going to do some drafts. I like this baseball slate. It's an interesting slate. And the good thing about draft is we're going to get those 6 o'clock games in there. So, you know, we're going to get exposure to some games that, you know, look, look pretty good crane you know when we look at it we
2: might you know even you know get a little exposure to this reds game with sonny gray pitching in cincinnati yeah i mean it's really weird seeing sonny gray as a favorite over you darvish and the cubs is that strange to you a little bit a little bit um
1: i'm not a sonny gray person and i've accepted the fact that he's a little bit better this year but um i haven't accepted the fact that you darvish stinks and he can't throw strikes
2: you dude i don't know what's it like he's just broken at this point right right. i tried to roster him unsuccessfully but it's just been a disaster every single time i've done it and the one time i faded him he went for like 50 points or something silly so i just i'm off you darvish i so by all means go ahead and play him tonight guys i'm not gonna i don't hate this reds game can we talk about this astros game we well
1: we'll talk about it as we get going we let's get this draft started if you guys want to participate in the drafts with us make sure if you haven't signed up at draft.com use the promo code grinders that way you get um all the fun perks of being um, signed up through the grinders links. And uh, if you want to play in the draft, I'm about to post, follow me on draft over there. It's Stevie TPFL. Like it is everywhere. Do not forget the T or the P like Dan Bach used to all the time. Um, it's not Stevie PFL or, or Stevie TFL. Um, it's Stevie TPFL as in Tampa, Florida. So if you want to play with us over there on draft, um, make sure, you get in this draft that I'm about to post. Let's do, Oh, we're going to use the, we're going to do the seven o'clock. I guess they do have the standard of uh, slate here. So we're not going to get the Reds game. We're not going to get to pick on my, my best friend, uh, Sonny gray here. So let me get the invite to Eric here.
2: Yeah, I got chat too. We got, okay, hold on. Now I got to figure out. All right, hold on. You tell, not... me,
1: you tell me when you're ready. Um, if you're over there on the YouTube, you want to follow along, make sure you like subscribe over there on YouTube. And, um, you know, post questions in chat if you have questions over there in chat and YouTube, and you know we can have some fun with this. We're pretty much open. We're not doing yeah. really anything here, but uh, yeah. draft. And he
2: and Stevie and I are going to be as unprofessional as humanly possible. So really, hundred percent. Yeah, you guys are good to go.
1: All right, you ready, Crane? Yeah, I'm, I'm good to go. All right, here it comes. Here comes your invite, and we're going to get started with the ten man. And uh, let's see. I'm sure it'll fill up pretty quick. They usually fill up pretty quick, so um, we'll see if crane got in there pretty quick and um we got trav in there yeah get this thing going um yeah unprofessional definitely unprofessional 100 percent um it's amazing they put us on a
2: show together like normally it's you and i like you or i somebody serious has to show up to like balance out the the silliness but here we are
1: uh so yeah let's talk about this houston game you want to talk about that the draft's about to get started here we got about a minute before it starts so bro you know bouncing ideas doing anything we want to do um I'm here just to beat Eric I don't care if I beat anybody else um as long as I don't finish last and um I beat Eric so uh let's talk Houston game you know obviously it's going to be very very popular kind of like it was yesterday but we have four less games today so uh
2: what's your thoughts on the Houston game you're nuts if you fade this game I mean it look this total is like It's going to be at seven by the time this game, like at some, at a certain point you just don't get cute and you say, okay, I'm going to say the rest of you guys can fade it. I'm not fading Houston. I'm going to let other people fade Houston. I will, if I'm doing 150 lineups in regular DFS, I will have 150 Houston stacks and I'm going to try and get Verlander. You can get Verlander in with them. As far as the draft app goes, guys like Springer, Bregman, Brantley, correct. Like those top four, I, I think they should be close to the first four picks off, you know, off the top, I don't even think it's a. It's not a. It's an. It's a don't get cute spot for me.
1: Yeah, I I kind of feel the same way um as far as the draft app goes. <clears throat> I like to get pitching on draft because I like to have the safety. But once you get past like the first three or four guys, like I'm just gonna start loading up on as many Houston bats as I can. And you know, Verlander went first in this draft that we're doing now. And you know, I, I get that. Like you know, Justin Verlander against Detroit, he's a minus three fifty, Eric. Like we see minus two fifties all the time, but it's very rare that we see
2: minus three hundred and fifty. Yeah. Like it's, I, you know, I should have, I guess I should have said that like Verlander would go first and then I'm picking any four of those Houston guys after that. I'm like, well, okay. We'll have to kind of figure out what I'm going to do. But yeah, I mean, it's um, yeah. I mean, this Houston total, like I said, you just, usually when a total gets over six, that's when I just decide I'm not going to fade it. The fact that it's over seven is nuts.
1: Yeah, their their implied total is what Eric's talking about. It's um it's pretty juicy. Bregman Springer first and second off the board. Yelich off the board. Um, this leaves me in like a spot. Like I always like to chase home runs, and one of my favorite home run plays of the day is Joey Gallo. So I'm actually gonna take Gallo in the fifth spot, chasing that home run against um Jorge Lopez and Eric, you're up here in the seventh spot. Corbin got taken right in front of you. Um, I'm guessing you you're you're looking at some Houston bats still, but there's some there's some good options at the top as well.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, there are definitely guys you can go with like Trevor Story against the lefty. I think he's fine. Um yeah, I mean, everybody I want this kind of is a crap spot to draft. Michael Walk kind <laughs> of stuff, so I'm gonna grab a Kuna. It's like a Michael like Walk of stakes then. Like it's he's
1: been uh, terrible this year. I and mean, then you as a as a St. Louis fan, you know. Uh, you you know, Waka has Waka has been struggling. Flaherty's starting to figure it out. You know, he's looking a lot better. He's, but, he's uh, legitimately good. Yeah. Do you miss uh, Luke Weaver? Were you a Luke
2: Weaver guy? <laughs> he was. I mean, if he's your four, you're fine. But like, no, I I don't miss Luke Weaver. We have so many power arms coming up now. Like, I I would be s- stunned if Waka was around next year. Like, I mean, absolutely stunned. But like it's, I don't know, man. Like there are just so many good pitchers with the Cardinals. I mean, Carlos Martinez is going to be working out of the pen soon. I mean, that's that's incredible.
1: Yeah, um, I Luke Weaver is from my hometown. He's actually okay. from like the like my actual hometown. So um, I, I just wanted to see Luke Weaver needs a mention. So uh, we had a question in chat, and we'll we'll take questions as we're going here. I don't, you know, obviously I don't mind um, answering some questions. Uh, favorite two like sp2 tonight um it's interesting i I think verlander is the clear number one um i don't think anybody can argue that we do have a salary cap and you know obviously that's important but not on the draft format obviously but you know eduardo rodriguez we kind of saw what a lefty could do um to colorado yesterday obviously it's not the same um with eduardo rodriguez and and, you know chris sale but I, i do think he's a guy that we
2: can certainly look at here yeah, I mean, Eduardo Rodriguez to me is the guy. Um, honestly, I've, I've built a few teams already, and Verlander's the first guy in. And Rodriguez is cheap enough across the industry, and I, that's just who I'm going with. We you know Colorado outside of Arenado, outside of Story. I'm not concerned whatsoever with this Colorado team. I mean, they've traditionally been really bad against lefties. This year's no different. The bottom of that order stinks. I love Eduardo Rodriguez tonight. And he's, um, I mean, I like him more than Soroka. I like him more than Matt Strom, Jeron Marquez will get some ownership. Like Maeda is kind of one of those guys that I feel like I'm supposed to like, but I just don't.
1: I think Maeda has to be extremely efficient. You know, you know he's going to get 80 to 90 pitches and if his lineup spot comes up with guys on in the 5th or 6th inning, you know, yeah. they're going to hit for him. So it's really hard. And Maeda is like we we should like him, right? We should like him. It's the Padres it's a very right-handed heavy team. You know, outside of having Greg Garcia, Austin Allen now at catcher, and Eric Hosmer, it's very right-handed heavy as far as power with Reyes, Machado, Renfro, um, and we should like Maeda, but it's just, it's more of Dave Roberts than it is Kentai Maeda. Maeda. Um, Maeda on a different team, throwing 100 to 110 pitches um, every game, you know, obviously like, I have interest there, but it, it's just we saw him be extremely effective in his last start. And I think we saw his ceiling in his last start. And I just don't know if 27 being a ceiling is something that I want to attack at his
2: price. Yeah. I mean, he's 92 on DK. I'm not paying that. And on FanDuel, oh, I don't have the price up in front of me, but either way, like I would, I like Edward Rodriguez more, so I'm not going to play Maeda. He's cheaper than Maeda. I'm going to go with Erod. And unfortunately, like with my draft right now, I mean, a lot of the guys that are left, I don't really love. Marquez against Boston, I'm just not messing with Boston. I've heard some people talk about Marquez, oh, he's good, yada, yada, yada. Like, I'm not messing with Marquez here. What about Mike Miner? We had a question uh, coming over from YouTube. Any love for Mike Miner tonight, Kansas City? They're bad against lefties. Mike Miner's one of those guys that's been a little bit better than we expected him to be. I mean, what do you think about Miner? I think the resurgence of Mike Miner is a real thing. Like, his velocity
1: uptick is a little bit – it's like a mile an hour more than what he was throwing. And, you know, it doesn't sound like a lot. But, obviously, it, it definitely makes a difference. Um, you know, he's been able to mix up his pitches quite a bit. So, I like Mike Miner in general. And now the fact that, like, I think this game in Kansas City in general is just the – the total is just way too high. And we see this all the time with Kansas City games. Like, a nine-and-a-half total in Kansas City is high to me. Um, so I like Mike minor in this spot. I don't mind the Texas bats either, but like, I don't see this game exceeding that nine and a half total. And Mike minor just got picked right in front of me. So I'm going to take my, my actual, my favorite tournament play on the slate against your St. Louis Cardinals is Sorica. Uh, this kid is absolutely legit. Your team is very right-handed heavy outside of Fowler Wong and, and Carpenter. Very good team. Uh, I think you're very excited about the Cardinals lineup this season, or I would be as a fan. Um, but I think Soroka with his ability to mix in that sinker with that changeup in the fastball, I like this spot for Sorica. Um, and he's going to be pretty
2: low-owned, don't you think? Oh, yeah. Nobody's playing Mike Soroka tonight. What's set here? I'm pulling it up. I'm looking for his pitch mix. Because the Cardinals are really binary as far as the guys that they do well against. Because against guys that throw a ton of fastballs, uh, the Cardinals crush them. Like righty, lefty, it doesn't matter. That's, that's just what they do. That's what they've done for a while. What is surreal? I'm pulling up over. I'm using the old Plate IQ tool over on RotoGrinders, and you look at Sirocco, only 20%. Like a lot of sinkers, which the Cardinals don't hit quite as well. They still hit them fine, but like, yeah, no. I mean, I have no problem here. Let me pull up really quick. I gotta move my windows around what the Cardinals do against sinkers because again, they're yeah, like the young Ozuna, J-Mart—not phenomenal numbers. Goldie, of course, but he hits everything well as this carp. I, Soroka's fine tonight the problem though for me with messing with Soroka don't miss your pick it's my pick oh wow see now I got you I hey, got you back good looking out brother like I mean I know that I know I'm you're we're supposed to stack in these right that's what everybody says that we're supposed to stack in these um yeah I'm not stacking in this one uh, yeah I'm not <laughs> either. oops you know, what? I already got Reese Hoskins. I might as well grab Kutch too, right? That seems fine. Yeah, that's him. There you go. Like a little mini stack going on there. Yeah. You know, this Cardinal team, just not a ton of strikeouts in it. You know, the strikeout rate collectively is 20%, which I just don't think that... I, I'm not sure Soroka has the upside against this Cardinal team is what I'm, what I'm saying. It's like my pitcher pool tonight is incredibly narrow. Because I'm on draft, I, I took my ADA. Um, but in normal DFS it's Erod and it's Verlander and I'm figuring out the rest later
1: yeah and like you can throw Corbin into that mix um it's a really good spot for Corbin against the Mets they they do strike out more against lefties so you know like you said if if you're running 150 teams you're the mass multi-under guy I'm three to five lineups a night type of person and like I um (laughs) you made me laugh at chat so you threw me off my game there it was right (laughs) in my line of view here but yeah like just looking at it, like if I'm running out 150 Houston sacks today, which I think is, you know, obviously a solid strategy They're They're the top offense. You look at it and like, I don't want to play, you know, I I don't mind playing Verlander in 150 teams, but I'm not going to be able to make all my stacks work. If I play him 150 times, I'm not going to be able to stack the top. So once I start looking down, I'm looking at guys like Mike Minor. I'm looking at guys like Herman Marquez. I'm looking at Eduardo Rodriguez. Um I, I'm sure like I, I know you, you are perfectly okay with having zero lineups cash and you are, you know, all about the risk and taking that risk and making money. I'm sure like on a slate like this, you don't mind having
2: hundred and fifty Eduardo Rodriguez's teams. I mean, I'm not gonna I don't think I'm gonna do that. Like that's that's a little extreme. But I mean you can you know, some of these Houston bats, like the, though well, they are priced up across the industry. Like, I was building some lineups on Yahoo and I was able to make it work on Yahoo, but like DraftKings FanDuel, they've really priced them up, which I find it interesting. Like, it's it's weird looking at somebody like Aledmas Diaz and saying, okay, I guess I'm paying 3 k for Aledmas Diaz, you know? But I mean, he wasn't good enough for the Cardinals. And that's when they have Colton Wong hitting the ball. I mean, it was just, um, it was a bizarre world over there. But, you know, I look at the situation with Houston. The problem with fading Verlander is where else are you gonna go? Like Eduardo Rodriguez has that kind of upside. You know, does Corbin have that upside? Yeah, but he's expensive. Yeah, that's the thing. If I was getting a significant discount on Patrick Corbin, that's why I would go with, but I'm not. Marquez, no. Maeda, I just don't trust the upside for that price tag, even against San Diego. Eduardo Rodriguez is the guy for me. I mean, are are we messing with Jalen Beeks? I, I think he's I think he's in the discussion today. Over on, like, DraftKings, where he's 7,600. Uh, Yahoo, where he's really cheap. You know, I don't really like him on FanDuel, but I think Beaks is really interesting at Miami.
1: Yeah, certainly. Um, it, it got confirmed this morning that Beaks is actually going to be, like, the guy. And, like, I always like to see it confirmed, even though even when it's confirmed, like, anything can happen. Um, I feel a little bit more comfortable playing him. Um, like, if I rolled three to five teams on DK tonight, I'll probably have him on two or three teams. Yeah, he's so cheap and – he's a nice pivot off of Eduardo. If I'm stacking Houston and I'm playing the chalk pitchers, like I'm not getting any kind of leverage on the field. So um, I don't mind looking at beaks to kind of be a little bit different. And, you know, we know that team Miami doesn't strike out as much against lefties, but they're not going to take him deep. You know, maybe like your risk is probably one home run. Um, And you're probably going to get a lot of ground balls, you know, Garrett Cooper, and Brian Anderson are the two guys that have semi-power, um, if you want to call it that. And, you know, that is the guys you're,
2: you're kind of worried about. Yeah.
1: You know, it's funny. I, I was I actually like the wrong
2: guy. I, I was, I was uh, messing with a, lineup, a Yahoo lineup earlier, and I actually put some Marlins in there. <laughs> it's like, well, let's, let's throw in. Why not? But that's how you get, you know, if you want to stack two teams, that's how you get that Houston stack. Is that you? You know, you get you have five Houston guys. That's fine, but you really got to find that cheap secondary stack. Miami can do it. I'm not saying I like it, but I'm saying it is uh, it's workable. You know, I I w- always prefer something more than workable when I'm talking about who to play. But I mean, it's certainly it's certainly okay. I'm looking at some of these other guys. Like, what do we think about Tampa tonight at Miami? Jose Urania, somebody who's always had really large splits. I mean, do you have any interest in Tampa Bay against Urania? I have a little
1: interest in like Troy uh, Meadows is just so expensive. Lau Is just so expensive. It's a good stolen base spot for Kiermaier. It's, it's, it's so weird stacking in, in Miami, just in general, that ballpark suppresses home runs so much. So like, I, I like, I like Atlanta a lot. Um, it's a good ballpark for hitters, uh, especially the lefties here. It's Michael Walker it stinks. And the other team that I'm kind of looking at here is is Milwaukee. I like the lineup today. You know, they called up Hera, Hera, Hera. I think it's Hera. Um, He's a top 15 prospect. He's the top overall prospect in the Milwaukee organization. Um, He adds another power bat. He has like 11 home runs in AAA and like 30 something games. So like, you know, one out of three games in AAA this season, he was hitting home runs. So it's like they added another bat that you can use and he's cheap everywhere. So it makes like, if you're running out of Houston four or five spot, you can run it back with a Milwaukee stack and play this guy at second base and, you know, have a little bit of upside where, you know, no Jose Altuve anymore. So like the Houston second base stack, it just, it kind of works when I was messing around with like stacking two teams earlier.
2: Yeah. It's, it's tough to like, like your lineup at all with uh, if you're doing Houston, just because, you know, if you're stacking up those Houston guys, all of a sudden the other sides get really, really tough. What do you think of my team here? like uh, we're
1: gonna re- let's let's review the guy that had first pick first so obviously he went Verlander with his first pick we talked about that he went Nolan Arenado against Eduardo we love you know Arenado anytime he faces a lefty he got Gary L in there you know Bellinger against the lefty he's been really good against lefties this season in general um and then Fam, like he put some good pieces here together um upside wise um with Verlander right I'm sorry. I was reading the chat. I wasn't listening to a thing. That's fine. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to review your team and then you can, you can re- you can review my team. I'm trying to be professional crane. You like, you put us hey, in the doghouse once we started.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's how it goes. sometimes. All but. right.
1: Your team stinks. Um, what a pile of mess. This is. Um, the only good part of your team is, is Acuna. Um, that's it. Good. You know, good job on picking him. Uh, he's a good hitter, but I'm kidding. Um, we talked about Maeda already. Hoskins and McCutcheon, they're facing a lefty in Philadelphia. That ballpark, good for home runs. You know, you kind of have like a, a mini game stack. With yeah, his, it was not so. on purpose. It was not on yeah, purpose. well, I didn't think you would actually do something smart, so. No, no, definitely not. It was. <laughs> All right, I'll let you review my team, and then
2: we'll do another draft. Yeah, I mean, you grabbed Soroka. I already mentioned, like, when he got around, he was probably the best guy on the board. So I have no problem with Soroka. Donaldson again I have no problem picking on Michael Walker we talk about upside you get a Joey Gallo no Mazara. so you're picking on uh, Jorge Lopez which I have no problem with and of course Mike Moustakis you know Bobby mentioned in the chat that wow this Philadelphia Milwaukee game is going to be under owned and it's true nobody's playing this game and obviously you know a guy like Jake Arrieta somebody who the advanced numbers have said is going to get lit up sooner rather than later Then Gio Gonzalez on the other side who I just don't believe in I know that you know, I know that people want to, you know, say, Oh, geo's been okay. I'm not messing with geo whatsoever. Um, I mean, is this game going to be really under owned and are we making a mistake with it being under owned? Um, see, I like Milwaukee. So it's,
1: it's, I'm like, it's a clouded view to me still, because I like this stack. Um, I'm going to load up another draft while we're talking about this. Um, so I like the Milwaukee stack today. Uh, I talked about on the pod podcast. Um, Arietta's number is finally starting to regress against lefties. He's not been able to get any type of, you know, soft contact or the ground balls that he's been able to get in the past. And like, this is a team that's full of left-handed power bats. Like I hope it's under-owned,
2: you know, I I think that would be great. Yeah. I I think it is. The problem is, like I said, okay, look, we're talking about, you know, this isn't necessarily a full slate, obviously, but Guys, if you're not – if it's not Houston, it's going to be under-owned. That's the That's truth. It. Like, yeah. everybody except Houston because they're going to carry so much ownership. And, again, I know I'm sitting here as the guy that always wants to be contrarian, and I'm sitting here saying, like, I think you just got to play Houston. I still feel that way. But if you want to be different, there obviously is a path to winning with Milwaukee, with Philly, and um, in DFS. Like, that, that is a big edge. Anytime you can get a spot – that is going to be incredibly low, and I think that's the situation we see, we see tonight with everybody except Houston. The problem is, who is there to love? Have you posted this draft, by the way? I'm about to post it right now. I didn't want to interrupt you while you were in mid thought. Um, uh, you it. it's, it's all half ass thoughts, anyways.
1: Yeah, it's you know, well. <laughs>
2: there you are when
1: usually when you are the host and you're like talking to me on like xm or something i'm like usually like at a hockey game or at dinner or something <laughs> so like i don't feel as bad um we're both in the office today and like able to like actually chat um but yeah if you want to if you want to join the draft i, I just posted it's, it it's,
2: it's one, one spot left you better get in now <laughs> yeah use the promo
1: code grinders you can follow me over there on draft at stevie TPFL, um our our awesome producer. I'm picking in the same spot, uh, the fifth pick again. So I'm not going to get Houston bats. I'm not going to get the pitcher that I want. Um, uh, you know, uh, you're well, you're right behind fifth,
2: me. The fifth spot is great. You either get Berlin or one of the top four Houston guys.
1: Yeah, but is there top four Houston guys today? Yes.
2: I guess we could talk about that. Who's the fourth? Correa. I hate playing that guy. It's fine, but he's, I mean, he's been playing better, by the way. And it, it. it Look, you're getting the cleanup hitter on a team with a seven-run total. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I just, I thought, I thought Jason Castro was about to break this early slate. He already has one home run. He was up with two men on, and I'm just sitting here thinking, are you bleeping kidding? Buxton could also break this early slate. I uh, slept too long. I slept through the early slate. You missed, you missed a good slate. All you had to do is play three to four Yankees on 100% of teams and be happy. Like, yeah, I... A very simple slate. Yep, uh, not sad that I missed it at all. To be honest, um. <laughs> you weren't
1: going to do that. Yeah, uh, no, I was going to do that. I talked about that on the podcast. I said the only way you went on this slate is play the Yankees. I just I, the playing with the weather is the San Francisco game even playing?
2: Yeah, yeah, it's it's one to one now in the bottom of the second. They oh, they came no. out with a really weird lineup. So I, I you know I scripted the slate and then the lineup comes out. Brandon Belt's out. Stephen Vogt is also out of which I had about 20% of both. So we don't have the uh, mass edit yet for lineup HQ with us, with the, with the, on FanDuel. So my whole, I spent like two hours this morning, just having to manually take out those guys because next thing I know, I've got like 40% Pablo Sandoval who had an RBI. I'm happy with that. Oh, good. Patrick Corbin goes. That means, Oh, do I, Oh, you got Christian. I Yelich.
1: let you, I let you take it. Yeah. I had to take Yelich there. Like, you know, you're just taking, you know, obviously I could take Correa, I could take Brantley, but I'm getting Yelich uh, against a guy that can't get lefties out this season on the road against, uh, in, a, in a hitter's ballpark. Like I'm taking Yelich there a hundred out of a hundred times. Yeah, no, I
2: I love Christian Yelich. And I can't imagine he's going to be too popular because everybody who's paying up, they're either doing it for Verlander or for these Houston bats. So just, you know, just by the nature of, how you have to build a lineup tonight? I can't imagine Yelich is going to be really popular.
1: Yeah, even if you take Houston and you take Eduardo and like um and Jalen Beeks, like you're still not getting Yelich in there. Like it, you know, you would have to take a two K guy. that's not even going to be in the lineup. But I will say, I don't know. Is the Tampa lineup out? They do have a two K catcher today. On they they
2: do. Is it Anthony ben Boom? That's not a yep. real name. Ben is Boone.
1: A name. he's been he's, he's been in the minors for like seven years like this is legit ben Boone. there's
2: no way that's a real name there's no
1: way that i don't play him in cash games uh-huh. on DraftKings. if anybody knows how much i love punt catchers I mean, catcher crane like sign me up that is a creative
2: player that is not a real person
1: hey can we give him like a hundred percent power if he's a creative player like
3: <laughs> i can we, don't know there's just can so we start buying
1: coins for him and stuff and start boosting his um
2: points up a little bit I don't know. You know, I never one year I remember, I think it was after I won the Millie Maker, where I was just like, you know, and I'm just wanna I was playing a lot of NBA 2K at the time and so I just bumped up my, my my player guy and I'm just like it was so much fun. It was so much fun. like the video games it's it's a cheat code, but man when you're just playing against guys online with a computer it's so much fun just to have that 99 player just crushing you, you know, breaking hearts. Scoring you know, 60 60 points a game yeah. in basketball. We got a home run in this. Who, Aramis Garcia hit a home run in the San Francisco game. There you go. Yep. The That's catcher. Probably. I think I have him on two teams, which honestly is probably way ahead of the field. <laughs> nobody yeah, nobody plays. Nobody
1: plays catchers on Fanduel.
2: No, and especially like, I mean, that was the guy that just came in out of nowhere to play too. I've got so many teams in the top. Golly, I've got so many top one hundred teams over there. I just need. Uh, I, I'm so mad because I had a lot of uh, – I didn't want any Williams-Astrodeo. And then I kind of just had to get him in because it wasn't building enough lineups for me. And now, you know, obviously he's, he's doing nothing. I've got a few really nice teams. I'm sit- The problem is I have to wait on these guys like Mike Trout to do something or uh, <laughs> Clint Frazier. God, if those two guys get there, I'm just going to win all the money. Yeah, I'm yeah. not sure why J.A. Happ was uh, – was yanked i'm not happy about that though 64 pitches they pulled half after five innings well, at least he went five innings like he's got the win right i yeah but i also i needed the quality start if he's going to pass up grinky like if he was going to have any chance of beating grinky or Man, i guess you're plays.
1: playing on Fanduel. like on DraftKings today the build was you're, you're probably playing grinky and hap or or archer but on Fanduel, yeah if you were going to try to catch Grinky you probably needed that for sure. Yeah, no, I I had
2: I had 90% hap and I had a uh, 10% Grinky. Yeah, well. Yeah, so, yep, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, I know the chat yeah, I guess the chat's saying that uh hap is pissed. He's not as pissed as I am though. That's for sure. That's right, Jay Hap. I care more about your starts than you do. That's just how it all goes. All right,
1: well, out. all the pitchers in this draft just went, so I'm going to wait to take a pitcher. Uh.
2: <laughs> yeah, I I had got E-Rod in the second round. I was pretty happy with that.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm going to take one of my favorite bats, assuming that he doesn't get taken here. I'm just, I, like, both of these drafts in the five spot, like, I'm not getting any team stacks. So I'm just loading up on, ding it, the dude took Soto right in front of me. I was
2: about to say, I'm loading up on power upside spots, but. The guy
3: who the guy who did
2: it, too, is one of my best friends. So, like, he definitely just screwed you. I'm going to. He did that on stuff. purpose,
1: yeah. Um, he He's obviously a, a ahead of the delay and um, just wanted to screw you there. <laughs> Uh, I have 10 seconds here. I'm going to take Bryce Harper just because I don't think Geo is going to last that long in that game. And Harper's been terrible this year, but it is like his worst stats they were talking about to start a season in his career. Um, I guess when you get paid like $300 million, Crane, uh, you just do whatever you want.
2: Wouldn't you? I mean, I'm sorry. You guys think we're mailing this show, and you should see if we were getting paid $300 million. How we'd be mailing this show? in yeah, I would totally
1: t-shirt, goofy hat. I'd, uh, be, shirt, I'd be shirtless, man. Screw it. Yeah, backdrop. What backdrop? Three hundred million. Yeah. <laughs> you green screen me in, yeah. <laughs> and you will like it. <laughs> yeah, like I'll give you a million dollars to 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 show up for me. Like, <laughs> did you enjoy the uh the draft lottery last night? Um. Yes, I did uh Knicks fans are the worst. Um yes. New, I'm, a, I'm so I'm a Red Sox fan. So like I don't like New York fans in general. Um but New, New York Knicks fans like um, yeah, I don't like
2: Boston fans, so it's, you know, it works out. Well
1: <laughs> so I'm I, listen, I, I get it. Some Boston fans are bad. Um I just like the Red Sox for a lot of different reasons, but um I, I like the fact that it didn't it wasn't chalky and now like we have some stuff to like talk about like is Anthony Davis gonna stay in in New Orleans now like do you think he stays
2: no no I don't but I think that Zion is going to be absolutely flooded with talent around him I mean yeah, like, all, think... Cause I think they're gonna deal I don't think it'll be to the Knicks I think Boston will end up getting him um because now
1: think, a- um could I didn't mean to interrupt you but could okay. do you think like do you see New Orleans moving off the first pick like no not a shot Zero chance that
2: New Orleans trades the first pick.
1: Like if you're losing like, man, I guess like I I don't see them moving off of it either, but what would somebody be like willing to give
2: up? Um what do you think somebody would be willing to give up for that? I mean, I think you're talking about a such like you'd have to get a top I would say that they would have to get a top three pick. Like let's say the Knicks, okay? The Knicks wanted Zion. How did the Knicks get Zion? I think at that point, you're trading the number three pick, of course. I mean, you're giving, what, three more first-round picks, probably? I'm, I'm, I mean, have You have to. Like, I, I think,
1: yeah, like, if the Knicks go all in here, they would have to give them this year's first pick and I think two or three more and something else. Like... What do they have? What are they have? It's the a Yeah. Have... <laughs> we'll give you DSJ. We don't need that guy. <laughs> we, 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 we have Kyrie coming. We don't need DSJ.
2: Oh, my God. I mean, that's just... Uh. <laughs> that's funny yeah no yeah, of course Kyrie's coming like that's yeah although I'll tell you what though why if you are if you know if you the Pelicans, actually you can't do that you're not trading you're not trading for first round picks if you think Katie and Kyrie are coming yep you're
1: just you're 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 holding on to this pick and you, you're taking it like you're you're taking Zion like
2: yeah no there there <laughs> is honestly there is no world that Zion's not ending up in New Orleans next year no world. I I, yeah, I was watching that uh, before he came on. I was watching the jump, and uh, Windhorse was talking about. Well, there's some talk around the league that maybe if Zion doesn't want to go, that he stays at Duke. Another not happening. Not Zero happening. shot. Yeah, in here, Bobby in the chat. It would take five first top 15 player and another all-star who's top thirty. I think it I I honestly do think it's that close. I mean, by all accounts, Zion is the best prospect that we've had since LeBron. I mean, that's what a lot of people are saying. A lot of people that are smarter than me. So I mean, yeah, it's it's not happening. Like, good luck finding a team that would be that even has that to give up. What even what team would do that? Like what team has that kind of ammo to give up? Like it just doesn't exist. No, I, I agree.
1: Um, throw Anthony Davis in the mix and uh the match give you first five first rounds in Vooch. Um <laughs> our team stinks. Our team's actually not that bad. The magic are not that bad. Um I, I I'm so used to saying they stink. They're actually not that bad. They just they need one good score and they'll be fine. But um that's what they ran into in the Toronto series was not having a score. But yeah, I, I think I think they move Anthony Davis, they get some pieces to go along with um, Zion, they try to bring back Drew, right? Um, like he's,
2: yeah, he's, I mean, Drew and Zion, you know, that's obviously like, man, Brow won't stay, of course, you know, maybe he does end up on the Lakers, but it, but it, I, I'm not convinced because this obviously did not happen. But how do you like the thought, that Anthony Davis really wanted to give them a better shot to get the first pick. So he faked the whole I'm leaving thing. And um, now it's like, it's funny because they were, he was such a jerk to that organization, you know, playing with him the entire time. Now all of a sudden because of the way he acted now they're getting Zion and they're getting a guy that is even more marketable. He's more marketable than Anthony Davis is. You're not going to see Zion wearing that's all folk shirts. So yeah, I mean just a. Great... I don't know if like I really don't see like um
1: Anthony Davis staying, but how good though how good would that team be if they get Anthony Davis back on board with Anthony Davis, Drew, Zion, like gets some pieces there that are like I, mean, I think Anthony Davis is too much of a head case to keep at this point. Like just let him go. You're gonna get back enough from Anthony Davis to make it worth it for your team, and then you don't have to deal with Anthony Davis.
2: Yeah, it's it's really weird thinking about it like that because you know we talk about anthony davis as a guy who's obviously a generational talent but like at this point why i mean i'm trying to think of like what's the deal now because is it boston like is anthony davis going to end up in boston that someplace that where they already said that he would resign i mean what's what's the deal if you're boston okay you're giving up tatum who i think everybody can agree now was way overrated well, you're a Boston fan. Do you agree that – I'm, I'm
1: not a Celtics fan. I'm a Magic fan. I'm a okay. Red Sox fan. I'm not a Boston in general. Okay, fan. So, the Sox. okay, so let's talk about Like, if you're Boston, you're good. Oh, hold on. Let, I'm going to do a hitters-only draft, and we'll keep this
2: conversation okay, going. We're not going to talk about my amazing team that I've got now? No, we're going we're gonna to do one more draft before we run out of time. Look at guys. Look at that team. How freaking good is that team? We can't see it. It's very blurry. Uh, got,
1: you, ready, you ready to join another one?
2: I've got Erod and four Astros. Just give me the title already.
1: All right, well, here we go. Just posted a hitters only. We're going to take pitchers out of play. We're going to have some fun. I like doing these hitters only drafts. Um, I'm in. They're, they're, they're a lot of fun. Then you're not taking these pitchers, and you can just load up on a, you know, an offense and have some fun. So you're not playing um, a normal draft. And, you know, you, can't, you can only create these. So if you play them, um, they're a lot of fun. Um, all right, let's go back to the basketball conversation because obviously we already said that we are unprofessional. We're going to talk about whatever we want. Um, <laughs>
3: my,
1: my, my blueberry lavender um, drink here. Um, <laughs> do, do you see a world in them making Davis happy and keeping him? Like the only way they do that, right. Is he, he's, he's willing to sign a deal, right? Like, you know, you don't keep him happy for a year
2: and like, Oh no, like, the only way they keep him, if is if he agrees to an extension at this point, yeah. Like, there is no way they're going to say, okay, Davis, we'll, we'll let you see. We'll see what happens when, um, <laughs> you know, when you're a free agent. No, 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 no. They're either getting rid of him now or he's signing an extension. Like, it will be the highest bidder, which I assume is going to be Boston. You know, that's kind of what Boston has been saying was that just let us get to the summer once Kyrie is off the books and we can kind of – you know trade for Anthony Davis and give you more assets so to me that's what's going to end up happening I mean this Boston situation that team is a mess right now that team is an absolute mess which is a ton of talent (laughs) all the talent and obviously they all hate each other you know and I can't blame them because look you've got all these young guys you know Terry Rozier for example somebody who look I, I think Terry Rozier is really good and meanwhile, he's had two years of, of growth and development essentially stunned because Kyrie, because, you know, Brad Stevens, everybody talks about this guy as a genius. And I understand that from a, you know, from a standpoint of how he manages the game, he's a genius. But look, Jalen Brown, this guy's a top five pick. Jalen, if you gave Jalen Brown 30 minutes a night, he would be a stud, an absolute stud. You know, guy, you don't think so?
1: No, I do think so. Um, okay. Anytime that he gets an opportunity to play 30 minutes, he's
2: always a guy that performs well. Yep. You get uh, Terry Rozier, the exact same thing. Marcus Smart. I, I I understand that everybody on that team loves Marcus Smart. I, they would run through a wall for the guy. I get that. But, I mean, the dude can't make a shot. Like, the, the, the I don't understand. Like, I get Marcus Smart's a great defensive player, yada, yada, yada. But, <sighs> I don't know, man. I just don't, you know, and maybe I'm thinking about this too much from a fantasy standpoint, as opposed to a, you know, a basketball standpoint, but dude can't make a shot. And now you've got all these assets there. Boston is very quickly turning into one of those situations, like what we had in Oklahoma city where they, we have all these assets and we can't figure out how to make it work. Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, it's just, I, know. I just, I, I just don't. Get at, it. One point, <laughs> at one point, at
1: one point, the Thunder had you know James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Russell Westbrook, like you know, and, and Serge Ibaka.
2: Even though Ibaka, Ibaka was like thirty at the time, you know he was only listed as twenty three, but let's be honest, he was probably like thirty years old. Like, I mean, it's just like how how many times can you root? Can you screw that up? Yeah, I mean, Martin Spark is much better shooter. Thirty six percent from three this year. That that's fine. I didn't see a single. Uh, I didn't see a single three that he made, and I watched enough Celtics games because I anti sweated them all the time because I kept fading them. But yeah, I, I I just I just think it's nuts, man. Like if you're Boston, you've got to find a way to make that work. You just do. You can't you can't get all those assets. Eventually, you have to spend the poker chips. You know, you can't just hoard the poker chips. And just fold every hand. You know, eventually you have to go. You have to take a shot, and to me, that's what they have to do with Anthony Davis here. Which means that I think we're looking at Tatum. Like, can you imagine if, I mean, you if you're in Boston, you're spending what? You're two of your big, two of your big draft picks, Tatum and Brown. I mean, I think that's kind of what we're looking at. And think about this from a um, from a standpoint in New Orleans. All right, you would have Drew running the point. Jalen Brown Zion Jason Tatum that is a long team that is a skilled team that is a young team and uh, then you get Jalil Okafor just screwing up still <laughs> you know I'm just saying that like there there are paths for that kind of core to really be special and you plus you have just have a superstar and Zion there yeah Crane got to trust the process I mean come on
1: you yeah, like, only only the RG chat. With it, with an eight-game baseball slate, um, would want to know and, and talk NBA. But um, I want to, sh- I'm going to shift gears. You know, okay. do that um, if you guys haven't, like I said, make sure you head on over to YouTube, go to the Rotor Grinders page, subscribe, and like all the videos over there. We appreciate it; it's huge for us. And um, you know, obviously, we're doing this for free, so help us out. Uh, they got the PGA picks up over there, the Tour Junkies, uh, the foursome. You know, we have a big golf tournament coming up this week. Um, do you do you like these majors? Or are you are you are you pumping some tournament teams
2: into these? Um, how do you approach golf? I, I probably will, though it's just been every single time I've played golf lately, it's just been a bleeping disaster. <laughs> but I'm do. Yeah, they're right. Yeah, I haven't won. I haven't won anything since like the Masters when uh, Sergio Garcia won. I won the big FanDuel tournament that year. So you that really was, do.
3: Yeah. Really <laughs> do.
2: <laughs> but um, this is your week, Crane. <laughs> yeah, I do like Dustin Johnson a lot this week. Um, I think, uh, I just like the way his game, you know, there's been some stuff coming out, interviewing some players where they were talking about just how length is going to be massive. It was, um, oh, I'm trying to remember who it was chat. You can help me out here. Somebody was one of the Justin Rose. He was interviewed said that even though there's going to be 130, 140 guys in the field, he said that he only thinks there are 30 to 40 guys that can even win because length is going to be so important this week just because of how slow the golf course is they've gotten just a ton of rain up there which means that the course is going to play longer even because you're not going to get the roll from the ball once it hits the ground so you're up the, again i see you're a better person than me i would 100 just let the clock run out let's see Should i yeah, let it, I, I don't let, I, want to leave you like a tommy fam
1: uh you know I, I want you to have like a legit chance to win so you're going to let me get a ledness
2: diaz again there you go yeah yeah okay so you're saying and i saw justin rose said the same thing so this is um this is something where absolutely people are talking about so i'm going to be looking at a lot of long guys i think dustin johnson i i just like his all-around game um any model that i've built he's really he's really popped in pretty freaking hard so he's somebody that i'm going to be focusing on
1: yeah, I do all my research. Like I, I play like five teams in the Millimaker. Maker. Um, I waste hundred bucks every every tournament. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do my research, and by do my research, I'm gonna see what Noto has to say uh, about the the tournament. And um, yeah, um, nobody is shorter than Dean at RG. Let's just or oh maybe STL, but Dean is like I, I, we're you. all. The, I think we're all the same height. As like um, all you're high. you're taller than Dean. I'm trying to help you out. I'm trying to be on your side.
2: Thanks, I appreciate that. Like, I, need them, like, I need and so next.
1: Uh, I feel bad that you guys have to. You know, at least it's not NBA. At least you don't get body parts for twenty minutes. Uh, but Dean and Pepsi up next. Like, you're gonna get twenty minutes of acting like best friends and um,
2: talking about <laughs> Jackson bags. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean nobody's taller than Cheese though. Like, I'm cheese, taller than Cheese. Ever? No, it's Cheese is seven feet tall. Oh yeah, Cheese is seven foot tall. My bad. Yeah. It's great. Big T. It is funny. Like, how tall is Big T? We're at, um, where were we, Stevie? Where is it? The We're at the, um, we're in Nashville. And it's Stevie, Beer, Tony, <laughs> and me hanging out. And it was the most ridiculous thing ever because I looked, I, I'm so short, I looked like their pet.
4: three
1: of
2: the three of the biggest guys (laughs) and i'm just sitting here hi guys how's it going what's up up there like it was so silly uh if you guys want some fun by the way uh if you have the mlb tv mike trout's up with the bases loaded two outs uh trailing by two in the ninth inning um so yeah this is the ball game right here so i was talking about all those mike trout shares i was needing to get there it's certainly possible now um yeah fun times all around unless you're a twins fan and you're just terrified like, we, need
1: to, we need to get it to the point where like um like we we have a, a we can pull up mlb like on the show and like crane can sweat the trout at bat like as it's happening it's I,
2: dude i sweated a millimaker
1: maker win on air like is that not enough yeah but you know that was a long time ago it was like a year ago like you know we got it we got to get a new new crane like sweat face going here like you need a, a trout hit like
2: you should see me during blues games
3: i okay. dude
1: i would i i i am a fan and like i know when your team gets like deeper into runs like how much of a fan you become like of just don't mess with me type of yeah. thing oh, I'm, I'm awful like
3: yeah,
2: i'm like, i i've had the, you know dad life is part of dad life was learning how not to yell when something happened in a game so like yeah, the, see, i have not learned that my daughter's seven oh, i still haven't learned that oh, okay so yeah <laughs> <laughs> like my kid has a lot of trouble sleeping so i have to learn it otherwise oh yeah hell to pay at the house but i mean it's what happens is instead of yelling you um you have to like celebrate in other ways so you know you're standing up just doing this thing with your hands and it's just um yeah it's it's a little embarrassing if the windows are open but what are you gonna do do you have uh do you have xm today no no my next xm is friday i this is my first shot like I'm, i've got a light week i'm i do um I've got XM Friday and I've got this show today and that's it. Yeah. So I'm not even gonna be able to talk NASCAR with you this week. It's very sad. Yeah. Um, well, not a lot to talk about this week.
1: It's the All-Star race, but I was shocked to see like DraftKings and Fandle put out pretty decent contests for the All-Star race. So pretty pumped about that. Um we're all we're almost up here, almost time to get out of here for us. Um if you guys want, uh I'm gonna do a couple more drafts when we get off the air. I'm gonna post them and have some more fun. Um I got to go grocery shopping. So I'm going to draft why I go grocery shopping.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: My, my, my wife can't do it anymore. She's getting to the point where she's pregnant enough where
2: I have to go do the grocery shopping. So do you get the right stuff? Because I like when I'm grocery shopping for the wife, she, she's a vegetarian and I am decidedly not a vegetarian. Oh yeah. Like, do you get the right stuff? Do you know what to get?
1: Yes. Uh, the, the list is made. Um, I just go pick it all up. So um not too bad won't take too long but i'll do some drafts while we're walking around the grocery store um it's been fun it's always fun to do shows with crane because you know obviously we talk about whatever we want um and then we get paid millions of dollars like we talked about yeah. unfortunately
3: that's yeah. yeah. I, I said, I said anthony
1: davis buddy <laughs> unfortunately dean and pepsi are up next i'm sorry i know you guys would rather us just do the next show as well um well maybe we'll talk to the producer about just skipping their show but Make sure you tune in to Crunch Time, Head Chopper, and Mr. Tuttle over there for Crunch Time, an awesome Crunch Time show today. Uh, check out Dean and Pepsi up next. And uh, if you haven't already, subscribe and like the YouTube page. That's going to wrap it up here for the draft show. He is Eric Crane. I am Stevie TPFL. Good luck in your contest tonight. We'll see you again next time.
3: Heart! Bring in Big T here in a minute. And uh, if you weren't paying attention last night, Big T shipped the big one, man. We we've been waiting since NFL season. We wanted to ship one solo all the way at the top and get us a showdown winner. And he, he got him one in the NBA last night. We've had some run-ins throughout the, the last year and a half or so, where uh, I think we've had some pretty good ones where we we've, we've split the pot like a hundred ways, a thousand ways, but he he got him one last night for the big cheese where he shipped it all by himself. So I'm gonna bring in big T. And I want to ask him some questions about it because I guess what we do here, man, we're trying to put together showdown lineups to win. First thing I noticed, Big T, about your lineup, you were different by one spot. That's all it takes. Just be different by one spot where the train behind you had Enos Cantor. You left money on the table, went mo' Harkless, You won by like a half a point. And, you know, and you separate – not only did you separate yourself from the rest of the field, you got more points out of Arcless, but it separated you from everybody else who had cancer. So talk to me about your big win there, man.
5: Yeah, it was fun to, to finally get a win. I know we I, – I shipped DraftKings last night too, but it was the normal chop. It was like 7,200 or something, 30-way chop or something. So – but, yeah, I mean, the main thing I did, though, was – to get different was Fade, CJ, and Dame. Like, I just like Golden State a ton. Kind of like we talked about on the show. Like, Portland just doesn't match up good. They're going to have a hard time the whole series. Portland's best guys are guards. Golden State's best guys are guards. But the re- just like we talked about, the rest of Golden State's just way better. I mean, Draymond's way better. Iggy's way better. They just don't have much. They're playing canner Their game plan was disgraceful. And that was how it was different, though. Everyone, almost everyone is going to play Dame or CJ just because it's natural the way they build rosters. Like Curry and then you plug in one. Kind of like we talked about it on the show even where you play one of those two guys. It's just a natural build. But when you really like Golden State and you take the, the game theory into it, like we talk about during football, all of a sudden I realized I wanted Golden State to blow them out. If they blow them out, maybe those guys have a bad game, which they did. So I go Curry. So I played 100 teams just to put it all on the table. I started to like it more and more as the day went. I'm usually more of a 20-entry type guy in the really small stuff like the showdowns. But I put 100 in just because I really liked it. And I started setting my numbers to where in the top three spots was only going to be Golden State guys. It was going to be Stefford Draymond in the in the MVP, Stefford Draymond or Clay in the second spot. And then Clay or Draymond in the third spot. So all my teams were going to have Golden State in those. So that was a major CJ, CJ Dame fate. That's way different than everyone originally. And then I really liked Hood. Hood got announced in 15 minutes before the game. We kind of talked about him being out on our show, but we didn't know we were doing it early. He gets announced in, and I just know he's going to be low-owned and he's going to play. And on top of it, he's men price, stone men on, on FanDuel at 6K. So I set him at like 70% ownership. So all of a sudden I got three Golden State guys who are all the stars, the three best guys. If Golden State blows them out, I got the three best guys in the three most important spots. I follow it up with a guy from Portland that's a cheap guy that played really well in the last series that's going to be low owned. He comes in at 12% owned, which is just, just criminal how low owned he was. And then I play 100 teams and kind of mix and match all the combinations with other cheap guys. And it just so happened that Harkless was on the winning one. Obviously, it wasn't my optimal team. I wouldn't have played Harkless in that spot if I was playing one team. But by doing the rest of it, it got me to Harkless, though. Like, if I play Dame in one of the spots, I probably don't fall on the same team. So more than just playing – and and on top of it, Harkless was like 12%. So my two guys besides the Golden State guys are only 12% and I play three, three Golden State up top, it's basically impossible to duplicate that, even in a massive field. So I think you just got to do stuff like that, take a stand like we always talk about. Obviously, when you're entering a 9 or $10 tournament, you're not expecting to solo ship it, but it felt good after all this work we've done. I mean, we've done how many shows now? We've done at least 100 shows probably, football, basketball. I'm sure we've done a baseball. We did college football. We do the showdowns. We're locking in on these things, and it felt good to finally get a solo shipper for 100K off 10 bucks.
3: Yeah, feels good. So let's get to tonight now.
4: going I'm runner Riders. dean here at dean 7904 if you want to get all technical amenities so, probably when you're hearing it, it's five o'clock on the dot on the east coast two o'clock on the dot in the west coast four o'clock tennessee time which of course we just have the flagship show here at runner-grinders Riders. is called grinders live it's sponsored
6: by fantasy draft and joining me today it's one pepsi seven what's going on pepsi well, it's glad to be here man Happy- i mean uh it's a great slate for baseball great time of year i gotta ask you How's the weather out your way these days, you in Nashville, Tennessee? The weather for spring has been atrocious here. It's almost like winter still hasn't lasted. We had three years of winter here in Ontario, and now spring's still not really here. It's just been lousy, lousy weather. I'm sick of complaining about it. I'm sure you're sick of hearing it. Tell me you're having a better spring than I am. Uh,
4: yeah, I don't know what spring is. I, I still don't know about seasons. Like, I'm a Florida boy, so I, I, seasons aren't really a thing to me in my head. But uh, and it's been most it's, – it's fairly – it's not that hot. Uh, I hope it doesn't heat up too much more. But uh, yeah, I, I enjoy it. So that's one of my favorite things about living in Nashville is the uh, the weather. And it's a uh, it's a little bit warmer than I wanted to be. It's a little bit too much sun. But as you as you can see, I did not leave the house today because
3: I mean, <laughs> that's strange. And
4: that's I don't
6: want to. A rare thing that you don't leave the house.
4: <laughs> I mean, I'll put a hoodie on to dodge the sun. I don't like the sun. It's it's. I mean, I understand we need it, but you know, I'm not saying to take it down or anything. But. Um, you know, I mean, I'm a little anti, I'm as bad as anti- anti-sun as you can be without being goth. I'm not goth either. So there's a fine line there somewhere, I suppose.
6: I'm wondering in uh, other U.S. states that actually have spring. So I guess on the East Coast or if anybody from Philly or New York or whatever. I'm curious, has everybody had kind of a bad May and a poor weather month? But uh, I don't know. An Ontario thing. I'm just curious in the chat. I'm not asking you. How would you know? <laughs> i have no idea
4: you sound like my mother like that the older you get that you want to know about the weather and other people other places it's like why do you want to talk about this you know this is
3: yeah, i don't want weather. to
4: yeah but, you know what's what's the, I, that's the conversation that i feel like I've, the older i get the more i hear it's like well, what's the weather like and it's like i don't know how you're only like 300 miles away give or take well actually yeah. you're more than that, but i'm doing bad math but whatever it is you're all the way up there in canada that's a whole different countries yeah, I mean I just want to have
6: good weather so I don't have to complain about it yeah I mean I mean not everybody can be bogged so it's like ah oh, it's a little cloudy today it's only 78 and cloudy I don't want to hear about that you know I'll take 78 and cloudy every day of the week but uh I just want to hear uh see Chicago hasn't had a spring meaning it's been lousy there too a couple other people saying it's been awful too so I guess it's just been wherever you have a spring it's been a bad spring so I've been dying for summer to come I want to feel like baseball is Even playing outdoor baseball, it's been cold and rainy, and I just am sick of it. Bring me some Uh, sun, Dean. Give me some of that sun you don't want. D-Train, our
4: fabulous multitasking producer, who, by the way, he will be grabbing your questions over there on the YouTube. Uh, If you guys are watching YouTube, feel free to like and subscribe. We much appreciate that. You get the old notifications as far as when shows are going down. Of course, we don't just do baseball. It's year-round. There's probably either a golf show tonight or there was one last night. You guys can watch that in the old repeats. Uh train is saying that uh he's enjoying the biking weather. So he uh, yeah, he, he likes to bike in the work. That's his thing.
6: Yeah, well that's what usually spring weather is like here. It's, it's nice stuff. But like I said, it's been way too cold and way too rainy for uh for spring for this time of year. And by mid-May, we're playing baseball. Usually everything's in, in full flow here. And it's uh, played last night. It was cold, it was wet, soggy in the outfield, even at times. Just you know, it's just uninspiring. I want to play baseball, I wanna I want to enjoy it. And the weather's a big part of that, obviously. We have had a lot of postponements, so we have, a lot, we have had a lot of rain, even for DFS. How'd you do last night? Jack in the bag, or what? No, I struggled to my first few swings of the year, so I had uh, I went one for three of the walk. And a line out. So my last two at-bouts are pretty good. Hit a, hit a double off the wall to right, and then hit a shot in the gap to left center. I thought I hit really well, but uh, got went out there and took it away from me. So my last two at-bouts were better than the first two. All right. Well, you're only as good
4: as your last at bat. That's my understanding. Uh, you're only as good as the last slate you played on too. Last slate was good. Last night was good times. I'm not sure how much you played uh, yesterday. I, I love when you can get double barrel elite studs. Uh, Chris Sale obviously was awesome. There's a couple other guys, a big, uh, big name Smith out there was pretty great too. Uh, I think we had a good slate we, on, on the, uh, the premium peak of Pepsi. We showed uh, you know, the plate IQ scores, how the Royals were, were popping. We talked about how Fulton image was broken. So the Cardinals were interesting. Uh, of course, there's no victory lap needed for the Astros. Like, everybody liked the Astros last night. And spoiler alert, Roundhog Day, uh, we're going to like the Astros once again today. We did whiff at Oakland. That was a whiff uh, for sure. But I think uh, – I certainly hope you guys watched the show yesterday. I think it was beneficial. Uh, and hopefully uh, you all had a good time. Now, nobody – nobody won more money yesterday than Big T. I'm not sure if Big T is out there lurking. Not in the baseballs, but in the basketballs, Pepsi. Big T uh, took down, what, not one – six figures. And That's no decimal
6: points. So, congratulations to Big T. yourself yeah, huh. Good night. Good for him. That's why he was able to mail it in today in the expert survey. He was too times <laughs> staying to up all night winning and, and celebrating. But uh, congratulations, Big T. I like to see when good people win money. Big T's a good dude. You know what I mean? So he's an easy guy to cheer for and like. So I'm happy to hear that. I like him too.
4: It's interesting. Whenever people point out, like they say, one of the good guys. Oh, it's nice to see what. And people say it all the time. And like they say it so much that like when somebody doesn't say it, I assume they don't think they're one of the good
6: guys. <laughs> I guess that's the case. I mean, maybe there's enough guys at DFS that are arrogant or just i have won so much that you just don't want to see their name anymore, you know, for example. But, uh, yeah, I just uh, I just think he's a good dude. And uh, I heard that he won some big money and I was happy for him. Of
4: course, Pepsi. You know what that's like, too, without the decimal point, winning six figures. I Myself, I've won um, one figure, two, three, four, five. three, five. I've
6: won five figure, Never six, though. Six has got to be a lot of fun. Six is a lot of fun. I didn't realize you'd uh, get all the numbers on the way up there. You stumbled a little bit right around five.
3: <laughs> you
6: might have skipped four. I th- I'd have to go back and look at the replay. I think you got most of the numbers though. So I've don't...
4: never won four figures, just either one, two, three, or five. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, good touch. It's, I think tonight's slate kind of shapes up the same way, Pepsi, because um, I love, the I, I mean, look, it's an eight gamer. I love this slate. I feel like I'm kind of honed in and it's baseball wonky things gonna happen you know the worst pitcher in the world can go out there and shut down the Astros we might have the worst pitcher in the world or at least in that uh for Detroit because the the pitcher they're rolling out there today is pretty uh, disastrous and he has no right being in the majors he's a guy that's we probably should focus on more we're talking about hitters but just now that we're there like uh, you know all the projection systems zips steamer the bat projects this guy to have an era like uh five seven five eight five nine and not strike dudes out and of course, we you know that bullpen behind him is pretty terrible too. So the Astros, is it? I haven't seen the update. What do we have as far as the team total? Six point nine runs. This is not Coors Field. This is not like Wrigley, where you know the wind's blowing out like thirty miles per hour. This is just, this is Detroit, which is like you know. I guess it's middle of the road, slightly positive as far as ballpark, depending on if you're lefty ready. Uh, but that's just a ridiculous number, is it not?
6: Yeah, that's insane. I don't remember ever seeing a number that high outside of course before. So obviously we have to be on the Astros bats here. Soto has never pitched above double A and he wasn't even that great in double A. And we saw him get tagged by the twins in his first start here. So this is definitely the number one i to pick on. Uh, he is your gas can of the night. For those of you that remember my on the bump videos. Oh man. Uh, love the term gas can. I don't use it very often anymore. I don't have a lot of gas cans, but I'll ask you this though, Dean. Yeah. Gregory Soto. Is he the worst Soto to ever play baseball? Well, there's Juan Soto. There's
4: Giovanni Soto. Yeah, uh,
3: that's
4: Is that how your is? Was there a Juan Soto? Yeah, there's Juan Soto that's playing baseball now. Yeah, Giovanni Soto is the word. Well, no, it's no, it's probably Gregory Soto. Like, so far. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so I, I, there's probably somebody missing too. They kind of get like a like you know. A cup of coffee or something like that. Was but there a Luis
6: Soto back in the seventies? I'm, I'm, that
4: sounds like a good one. I might have made mean, that you, up. You to plan tough. to be only twenty-six, so I don't know why you'd even know that.
6: Yeah, God <laughs> forbid anybody knows about the history of baseball. I mean, we <laughs> could talk about Babe Ruth because we're not in our seventies. Come on now. It was Babe Ruth you speak of. Never heard yes. of. Them. It's a good chocolate bar, isn't it? So, actually, I never haven't tried the Babe Ruth. Chocolate bar. Have you tried it? It kind of. I think it's all. I think it's all peanuts. I mean, you yeah, know. Okay. Yeah. And
4: if you're going to power rank peanuts, like the lowest. How you know it's peanuts, like who wants you want cashews, you want walnuts? Uh, yeah. in the nut you know,
6: family, the peanuts don't rank very high. Oh, it's
4: dead last, I'm pretty sure it's dead last. Macadamia that, that, that's kind of a it's cashew, macadamia, almonds. I'm probably missing something. uh too.
6: Mario Soto from the Reds, that's what I was thinking of. I said Luis Soto, which is Luis Soho, that's correct. Yeah, so so Mario Soto's a guy I was thinking of. but uh, so, so far, Gregory, the worst Soto of all time. <laughs>
4: Well, uh, you know, a, a young uh, Soto out there can dream, I suppose. <laughs> Somehow Trump he can only go up from here, but it's unlikely <laughs> to
6: happen tonight against Houston.
4: Yeah, I don't, I mean, look, I don't think it's going to end well, but a uh, double barrel <clears throat> as far as arms is not that hard to make happen. As far as building lineups before the show, I, I feel pretty good about the lineups I have right now as far as my shell lineups, of course, things may change post-show, but Pepsi, uh, we have a couple of spots to spend, to spend up for some arms today. We got Justin Verlander versus the aforementioned Tigers. Of course, he's well positioned with that W. Minus 380, uh, Vegas is telling us. Monster favorite. Obviously, we don't like, we don't need that W. We don't That's not the deciding factor as far as if it's worth it or not worth it, but we'll take those points. And then he's facing a Tiger team that's heavily right-handed that strikes out a fair bit. So uh, how do we not like Justin Verlander?
6: Yeah, we absolutely love Verlander. Like I said, money is not a thing. Verlander is your top arm. Of course, money is a thing in DFS, which is why – you know, we also like Roder Rodriguez, and I'll get to him later on. But Verlander is just an absolute beast. You know, he's got the long leash, he's got the K printing. Detroit, awful versus right handed pitching. 28 in Woba and ISO. They strike out the seventh most in baseball. This is a bad lineup. It's right handed heavy. And Verlander, not really splitsy. We know it can be reverse splits even at times in terms of Ks, but he should dominate this Tigers lineup here. And this is the kind of game where you could see complete game shut out 10 Ks from Verlander. And Verlander, not a guy that strikes out at 17 like Sale in general, but. He should easily be over Cape printing and pay off his salary tonight. And when you talk about double barrels, that's because we love Eduardo Rodriguez tonight. And he's got a very reasonable price tag industry-wide here. And if we can get to both of them, Dean, I assume that's the second picture you're looking at double barrel with?
4: Well, that, that's interesting because earlier in the day, I was trying to make Corbin work. I was trying to make Verlander and Corbin work. And as of, I mean, I think I'm just going to try to play basically those three guys. I might do something a little different in tournaments and like lineups so where I don't have, uh, as much concentration on, or it's only a couple of contests here and there, or something like that. But I think my main lineups is basically going to be those three dudes. And you know, what happened was that Colorado lineup is just absolutely popping. We talked about it yesterday as far as Chris Sale. He rarely gets to face lefties, you know, they just don't put any lefties against him because he's just, you know, ridiculous to lead. And he faced three, and I'm like, oh, we got three lefties. That's pretty nice. And of course, that's not the only reason why he had 17 strikeouts. Um, he doesn't have the will to win, though, unfortunately. Couldn't he just could not will himself to win? Maybe he'll get that soon enough, but uh, Today, Erod, he drew, again, Colorado's the hard time uh, becoming right-handed. Pull pull up that Colorado Colorado lineup on the old plate IQ, Pepsi. We have one, two, three, four, five lefties. And when does Erod get to face five lefties? Not too often. Maybe against like Texas or something like that. And we know the splits are dramatic. 32.2% K rate against lefties, 24.5% K rate versus righties. So he got that check uh, upgrade as far as the K's. He's facing a team that doesn't walk. Big upgrade there as well too. Collectively, Pepsi they walk at eight point three percent outside of Arenado and Reynolds. Big man to some degree too. These guys don't walk more than like five six percent of the time. And we got the trifecta completed because he's got himself a pitcher's umpire. Pitcher's umpire
6: pile of lefties, uh, dudes that don't walk. This is this is what Erod needs, right? Primal matchup. Best dollar for dollar play on the site. Love you, Rod. Tonight, you mentioned the five lefties outside of Blackburn and, and Tony Walters, and Walters is a terrible hitter. You got Tapia, Dollar, McMahon, who all strike out a ton, which is obviously good. Lefties that strike out. You mentioned the walk rate, 23rd overall in Major League Baseball Colorado is. We know they're terrible away from home. Strikeout rate, 7th most in baseball. And, of course, that includes their home numbers, where they're walking and not striking out as much. So this is just a bad lineup away from home. It's a great matchup for Rod. Uh, Rodriguez is really, really good too. Three of his last four starts, he's gotten six plus innings and allowed only one run. In three of those four, he's always run a K per inning. So I could easily see six or seven clean innings here, a K per inning, considering his price. Again, industry Why, he's the best bang for your buck, in my opinion. Now, if you only said like one
4: or two more sentences, there I could have got to the page I'm trying to get to. Now I'm just, I'm just trying to stall Pepsi. <laughs> but you were talking about uh, home and away stats and. Then, I'm pulling up uh, WRC plus as far as the Rockies. And of course, WRC plus takes away the ballpark factor. Uh, so, versus lefties, uh, the Rockies this year are, well, let's see, where are they? Are they actually higher than I think? I wouldn't think so. Now I'm just scrolling in this space. They're 21st, 89. Uh, 89 is what they are as far as WRC plus. Now, what that means is 100 is the mean. 100, 100 is the standard, 100 is the average. It means they're 11% worse than the average team. Uh, you know, when again, you throw in the ballpark out, out too. And, of course, we know that the splits as far as home and away, pretty drastic as well. I know the monster is out there lurking. But, I mean, even one of the righties there, Reynolds, of course, he's got some pop, but he'll strike out a ton as well, too, which is nice to see. Um, you know, Erod, usually it's kind of a it's, – it's it's a close call for him to get those six innings, depending on how efficient he is or is not. But this is a matchup that lines up where it should be. He he should be more efficient tonight than he is most nights, based upon all the factors we talked about and then in the middle is Patrick Corbin let's talk about Patrick Corbin
6: Yeah, see Corbin is a guy that kind of falls in no man's territory for me today like on FanDuel I'm going to pay up for Verlander come down to Erod it's kind of the same thing on DraftKings the fantasy draft as well I tinkered with the Verlander Corbin combination I love the idea of firing those two off I think that's a bit of cash gameplay than tournaments because the bats are just a little too cheap for me um, and, again, it's mostly because you know, it's just hard to fake Houston. Houston's expensive. you got to get some exposure to them. Maybe not in every single lineup, but I would suggest you do. So that was too difficult for me. I like Corbin. We know the Mets have struggled versus lefties. Uh, they've only got three lefties in that lineup, though. But uh, Corbin's just been unbelievable this season. Again, that's another guy that could easily go seven clean, strike at a bat at per inning. He's certainly safer than Erod. The upside is just as high as Erod as well. But you're paying a lot more to get him. So that's why it kind of like almost completely misses the cut for me. Again, I just I'm going to go up to Verlander or I'm going to come down to Iran. I like Corbin. You mentioned you also tried to double barrel and go with Verlander Corbin. I didn't like my lineup build. You're okay with it, I guess. Yeah, I'm still wavering. Um,
4: <clears throat> who did I have in there? And this is probably a good thing. Tyler White was in my, my my shell lineup with with Corbin, but you know he he did not crack the lineup for Houston today. So yeah, I mean I don't he's he's kind of. Maybe he's just terrible. Is that? Po- I mean, maybe that's possible. I don't know. Uh, he's on team Girth, so I mean, I don't want to do- I don't want to besmirch him that so quickly. But um, you know, he's 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 not in the lineup today, so that kind of shuffles things up as far as my first baseman trickle down effect. Where as of right now, I have Erod, but I'm certainly going to try uh, to make uh, you know Corbin lineups along with Verlander put up those seventy points combined or something like that. Catch yourself a big lead, and you know one of the things we always talk about or I always talk about is that you know the arms generally speaking are more predictive than the bats. I know. You know, this year arms have been volatile, more volatile than they have been in the past, especially when it comes to studs. But, you know, I, I still am banking on the arms over the bats. And, you know, bats you have four or five chances to get yourself some fantasy points. Arms, if you get you get a couple, you know, homers in the first inning or something like that, you could settle down. You can make up the difference. Uh, you know, that's something that the bats only have so many event, so many chances, and you know, the arms can kind of catch up and still sort of salvage. Um, yeah, and as far as the K, uh, you know, the K expectancy against a team like. The Mets, we're looking at 24% collectively striking out versus lefties. There's three lefties in that lineup as well, too, like you said. And, what, the splits as far as the last two years for Corbin, 34.3% striking out ability versus left-handers. 28.9% not too shabby against righties as well. Uh, I, I like Corbin a good bit. Um, it's just a matter of a salary constructions. And, again, I I don't know how much more I'm going to get as far as the pitchers. Mike Miner has been good this year, but I am not paying this price for Mike Miner.
6: Would you consider Mike Miner tonight? Yeah, I'm a believer in miner. Like I said, this is a pitcher that was pretty had some pretty good years when healthy in Atlanta. He's kind of got it all back together. He's healthy again. He looks great. But, yeah, no, I don't love the price point. And uh, as I'll probably continue to say it and reiterate again, I'm likely either going to go up to Verlander or I'm going to come down to Erod. And like you, my, my pitcher pool is not very deep tonight. I love Verlander. I like Corbin. I really like Erod Rodriguez for the price. I didn't really go outside of that. You know, I didn't make a ton of lineups today. I got six lineups on various sites here. And I didn't get off those three pitchers here. So I wouldn't talk you out of Minor, I wouldn't say it's terrible, but Kansas city is not striking as much as we thought they would. Uh, they got some decent bats in that lineup right now. They're they're swing the bats really well too. So it's not ideal. But would I be shocked if Minor goes seven and strikes that seven? No. I mean he continues to do this. So I don't want to pick on him. I just don't think I have to have him at that price point. Yeah, I mean there's Kenta Maeda there,
4: and he's again a little bit pricey considering, you know, what's the cost per pitch cost per inning? He just does not go deep in games, basically. His manager gives him a quick hook there, Dave Roberts. 86 pitches last time out. Uh, and last time that was perfect, 6Ks. Like, he didn't uh, – did he, he had two walks, you know, didn't give any runs. On, I, I don't believe it. You know, and he put up a good score. But, again, he's got to be perfect in those 86 pitches, 84 pitches of the game before against San Diego, who's facing tonight. They beat him up pretty good. Uh, San Fran, 73 pitches, 74 before that. It's just – you know, and of course, his matchup's good. There's a, there's a fair bit of righties. He's much better against righties than he is versus lefties. but don't line up just for San Diego, but they can only get so left-handed. Um, I I guess ownership is the argument for, for rostering Maeda. Like, I, I don't I don't have much else for
6: you. Yeah, you know, I'm a big fan of Maeda, too, and he just hasn't been the same pitcher we've seen the last couple of years. You mentioned he was better in his last start, and that's nice to see. You know, the plus, obviously, the Padres are mostly right-handed, and, and, and you know, in previous years, he's dominated right, which is good. But, yeah, I mean, considering the pitch count and what he's done so far, it's hard to pay $9,200 for him. Maybe on Fando, you make an argument. He's 83 there. And if you're just trying to get a pivot off of Rod Rodriguez, if you're putting multiple lineups out there, or you're just throwing one out there and you don't want to go with the chalk, uh, there's a better case there. But, again, it's that early hook we worry about with Roberts. He's let Ryu go a little deeper. That hasn't happened with Maeda so far this year. He's not pitching well enough, really, to deserve it. So there's a path for a quality start there and a very good start. But uh, like you said, you're you're paying a premium, and I just couldn't go there tonight.
4: Hunter Ryu has been like a top-five pitcher this year. By the way, he's been outstanding. Yeah. Uh, and I have not rostered him enough. Uh, yeah. He's, if you look at them, though, he's been – it's just incredible.
6: Uh, and, and he's done it against some really tough teams, too. Like he's done it in situations where maybe your Pittsburgh, your Arizona, your St. Louis, teams that you're just like, ah, it's a tough matchup. And then he goes out and throws the complete game shutout.
4: I love Armand Marquez, Pepsi, and normally it's like, oh, I love Armand Marquez, but I don't want to play him in Coors. He's outside of course. Yeah. He's in Fenway where well, the weather is actually pretty good. Uh, it's, it's better pitching weather than it is hitting weather far far as we can tell. But also he's facing a Boston team that, uh, you know, do you want to pick on the Red Sox? I don't know. It's kind of sort of baked into the price. I think to some degree as far as his potential upside, you know, he strikes a lot more righties than he does lefties. How many lefties? It's what, 33% righties as opposed to 21% lefties the last two years lefties we have been Benintendi we got Moreland we got Devers we got JVJ collectively they strike out at 20.4 percent they also are super patient they walk a ton 11.1 percent collectively it's a big number again this this is just like tournament only uh not nuts but not my first like three or four lineups so you know my cash games
6: yeah I'm a big fan of Marquez as well this is not the matchup though I like the fact that Marquez is on the mound today it means we don't have to have a lot of exposure to Boston at least I hope hmm. I'm fading Boston for the most part like I'm not stacking them at least. And uh, I hope it doesn't come back to burn me here. So I hope he pitches well, but I can't go there. I don't know that I've ever rostered a pitcher in Boston against Boston in the last three or four years. I don't think so. I'm not going there tonight. I'm not paying nine k for a guy. Marquez could have a big game tonight, but I just don't. I don't see it. I'd have to be 20 plus lineups in before I even consider that. I'm not, I'm not going that deep tonight. Let's just ask
4: the chat. What? Who do you? Who else are you guys throwing out there as far as pitchers? Because again, Art, it sounds like both of us as far as our pool, it's pretty thin. All right. So here's a name that I guess it's kind of sort of somewhat interesting. And yeah, my my concern is the price. I mean, look, I get the matchups good and we're assuming he's going to come in. That would be Jalen Beeks is presumable. He's like the presumed long reliever here. And you know, you might get three ish innings. You might get five ish innings or so, but he's not like this dominant pitcher. He's fine. But of course he's facing the Marlins positive ballpark. I, I don't, and it, the, he's seven, six on DK on fantasy draft. I believe he's like 14 or 15 K or so. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I just risk versus reward.
6: I, I, you, you, do you have any interest in beaks? I don't think there's there's merit to using him on Fanduel if you want all the bats. Now I don't know if that's necessary tonight, but he's fifty five hundred there. So if you only get to your three innings and they're and they're fairly clean or they're good innings, it's fine. Uh, at seventy six hundred dollars and a fourteen or fifteen k in a fantasy draft here, you need more than that, and you could get more than that. But we don't know for sure what you're going to get. You lose the quality start. The Marlins are a little more pesky versus right handed, uh, sorry, of left handed pitching when they're batting right handed, I should say. The strikeout rate comes down quite a bit. So you're lacking some strikeouts. You're missing on the the quality start there. You're not getting a huge discount anymore, unless again, unless you're playing on FanDuel. So I think outside of FanDuel, where you just want to throw a lineup in there and have all the bats you want, I won't be going there. Again, I, I can, for $600 more on DK, for example, I can get to Eduardo Rodriguez, who I think even has a better strikeout matchup. And of course you can go six or seven possibly out of him likely six is his ceiling as it tends to be, but you can get the quality start. And um, it's just a much better play in my opinion. I just, he's just too expensive on fantasy draft and, and, and drafting, You know, the only way you really have a shot at upside, I think is on FanDuel at 5,500. I mean, would you play him over there? Well, his upside is shot because he can't get the quality start because he's not starting. Uh, he's
4: also going to pitch in the national league, which is something he's never used to. I mean, it's great. You get to pick on the pitcher, but now there's a chance that maybe he's going like three and three and change or something like that, and he gets pitched in for a key moment. Like, that's definitely something that can happen too. And,
2: yeah,
3: uh,
4: look, he's not a big K guy, like 23, he's like league average at like 23% as far as his K's. And, and you know, the, my issue also is like on DK or on Fanstrap, I guess you can make it work even though the price is kind of exorbitant. Again, I, I much prefer, prefer Erod. Uh, I guess the argument again is ownership and goofy things can happen. The, the, the tricky part for me on FanDuel is that like opportunity cost to me is huge at pitcher. Um, I, of course it opens up the world to you and you can get, you know, if all the big bats go nuts, you can't theoretically get the big bats with a guy like Verlander, which with guy with a guy like Corbin. But I just think Verlander or Corbin can outscore Beaks by like 40 points tonight. So I, you could make that up, but it's tough.
6: Yeah. And again, I, I think in terms of point per dollar, the only way you do that is on FanDuel where you need less. And of course, if you get a couple extra home runs by your bat upgrades, you can make it up and and you hope he goes five and strikes out five. He's certainly capable of doing that. But um, as much as it's, as much as it's everybody versus the Marlins these days, it's just, it's just, there's so much uncertainty. Like you said, he could go two and two thirds and get pinch hit, get pulled. They could, they could pull the old, uh, um, you know, uh, red carpet out here on us and not even start Beaks, which happened, what, a couple of weeks ago. We all thought Beaks was going to start, and he didn't start. So, you know, I'm not too worried about that, but that can happen too. So, yeah, for me, there's just too much risk there. I just – and I love the price of Ronaldo Rodriguez. Again, I'm only playing six lineups in tournaments, so I don't have to take a whole lot of risk on tonight. I don't have to get that uh, that different. But it's an interesting pivot if you're doing 20 plus. And, again, on FanDuel, if you just want to get every bat in there, you want to get Houston with Gallo and – and all the expensive bats, by all means, go ahead, but uh, just don't expect much from him tonight.
4: Yeah, it gives you a different shuffle over there, and like you said, it gives you access to if Gallo hits two homers, if, if Bregman hits two homers, and if uh, I don't know Springer hits two homers or whatever, something goofy like that. All three of the you know expensive guys go absolutely nuts, which you just can't roster. Just doesn't work uh, with, with a big name pitcher. Then I suppose uh, that's that's what you're kind of betting on, obviously. And I mean, again. I don't, Soraka, I like a little bit. I don't know if I like this price. Um, I I understand if you want to play him, I'm okay with him. I saw somebody in the chat talking about Gio Gonzalez. Like, I just, I can't see myself playing Gio. And he's not even that cheap. You know, we we keep talking about how, like, the the, the big-name pitchers, the good pitchers, their prices are kind of pushed down a little bit from last year, and and the crap ones are kind of pushed up. So, you know, it's, it's not a big enough discount for me to consider Gio Gonzalez. It's just not. Uh, do you have anybody down here? Like, I would I'll just take Urania and <laughs> save the money and go all the way. Uh, not that I want to roster him either. But
6: Did the rest I for us. Yuzbin uh, been is telling me that Beaks won't start tonight, Pepsi. And I'm thinking, didn't we kind of go over the fact that Stanek is starting? He's coming in or – you said start, but, like, I think we knew what you meant. But oh, like, I see I mean. If he might not come into the game at all. Okay, I make an appearance is what I should have said. I got you, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I assume he gets into the game. But, yes, we know he's not starting.
4: Everybody in the chat knew what you said except for but he takes, he takes what we say very literally. Unless you're come on,
6: Yzma. You. you know what I'm saying here, homie. Help me out. I don't need to root. Really <laughs> um, there's just, I mean, Gonzalez has been good. You know, and Philly doesn't really hammer right-handed or left-handed pitching. You know, Hoskins, Ramuto, McCutcheon are interesting. But, um, you know, I don't love it for Gonzalez. Again, there's no price point or matchup here that has me all that intrigued when I can get the pitches we talked about where they're at, right? The plus matchups, the pricing, whatever it is, it's just better for me. So, again, I made six lineups. I didn't use anybody outside of Verlander and Eduardo, Eduardo Rodriguez. Thought about Corbin, tried to make it work. I couldn't. So I used two pitches exclusively tonight. Um, whew, the case for Urena I mean I think you can make a case for him on DK and fantasy draft just because of the fact that so he's 10-3 on fantasy drafts he's dirt cheap he can easily go five innings he can run into a quality start you know a handful of K's good ballpark um, you know and, and not get beat up too badly so I think if you're trying to go Verlander and somebody cheap I think it probably is Urena down here if you want to go Erod and Urena and load up all the bats that's interesting too in a tournament for fun but uh, I think he's probably the only guy that I think can roll into a quality start that I feel good about down here. Yeah,
4: I mean, by no means is he a good pitcher, but like he, the ballpark might uh, you know protect him enough. Uh, this lineup he's facing for Tampa does strike out to some degree. They added this this Anthony Ben Boom. Uh, I think this is maybe his first game ever or something. He's a 29 year old rookie.
6: I uh, played yesterday, so it's the second game. All right, well, all right, Gizmon. <laughs> He said, I don't know if it's his first game, so I'm just letting you know that it's his second game. Fair enough. Close enough. I'm just trying to help. I'm not trying to be Yisman. (laughs) No, I mean, look, I, you know, I always,
4: if you want to get all technical on me, which is something we welcome here at the flagship, uh, (laughs) no, he's not, he's not good. uh, And he gets to face a pitcher. And again, it's just, maybe he can eke his way to like 12 points or something like that, or 15 points or something like that, which is, you know, uh, acceptable if you can make up a difference as far as the bats. We're going to talk the bats in just one second, but I do want to ask. Well, let's here in chat. Speaking of chat, she's asking Pepsi, uh, did you happen to watch game seven, the Toronto zone, Canada zone, the uh, the Raptors game? Did you watch that by chance?
6: That was the first game I've watched, NBA game, I've watched from start to finish all year long. It was uh, very entertaining, quick pace. It was it was exciting to watch it. And uh, funny enough, I was actually talking to you during, during the game and I was live streaming it. And as uh, Kawhi Leonard threw the shot up to hit it, <laughs> my computer froze. And I went, what? But I just the, – the angle he took, the way he rushed it, I just assumed he missed it. And then when it came back on, they were all celebrating. I'm like, oh, yes, he got it. That's awesome. And then when I went back and watched the shot, I thought that was crazy. Have you ever seen a buzzer beater that hit like that three times and spun before it went in? I think like in
4: Hoosiers, that's how it went down maybe. Uh uh, teen wolf i think that's what they won in teen wolf <laughs> <laughs>
6: <Is> <laughs> Pretty that certain. i was talking real life nba sport here but um what was real to me it's still ridiculous. real to me damn it um okay. by it the way ridiculous. the chat is just the the,
4: the the chat the chat's uh saying uh hashtag well actually Pepsi. it's apparently this dude's third game not his second game not his first game so we're both oh, okay
6: well i did say he played yesterday so i assumed it was a second but okay we're both APL. wrong Let's talk.
4: Uh, uh, by the way, game one is Milwaukee versus Toronto tonight. You excited? You know This is why you don't watch the games on illegal
6: streams, Pepsi. But uh, yeah, well, I killed my cable because I hardly ever watch it. It's way too expensive. I'm you know downloading everything and using everything other aspect, and so you know I got the MLB package, the NHL package. I just don't have the NBA one, so I did I did stream it there. So I'll be watching tonight, though. I mean, that's uh, the guy from Milwaukee that I can't say his name. He's an absolute beast. Apparently, I'm excited to watch him Staying play with Giannis. Giannis. Uh, Giannis. And Tedakupo. And Tedakupo. Eh, judges. Eh, you guys about. know what I'm talking about. I mean, I want to see this kid play. Apparently, he can walk three steps and he goes end to end of the court. So I don't. I don't want him to have a good game. I want him to have some highlight moments where I can go, wow! But then, I obviously, want the Raptors to win. But it, it, it's pretty tough. I don't think they get much of a shot to beat Milwaukee. Are they? They got a shot. They got a.
4: Sh- I don't think they will, but I, I think they got a. Sh- they got a puncher's chance. Let's let give them that. But they probably. I think the series goes at least six. How about that? All right, They got yeah. a shot
6: need a big overhand right here
4: <laughs> all right let's talk sticks pepsi uh well let's talk i uh, well right. houston right you really cannot hide in the slate it's not a big slate it's a it's an eight gamer their team total is hovering around seven if we're rounding up um talk about the astros talk about your favorite astros and how much you're prioritizing them tonight
6: i got them everywhere and uh, cash i want to get four of them where i can of course in fantasy draft we were like tyler white being cheap but as we were coming on the air we saw that he wasn't a lineup so i got to Critique a little bit there. But I want to play two of either Bregman, Springer, or Correa with another with a, with a couple of cheapies is what the plan is. So i got to reevaluate afterwards. But Kaskin laps, going to have four Astros. And in most of my GPP laps, i got two or more. You know, I understand they're going to be chalk. I understand they're to be popular. But I, I still want to be overweight because I feel like they're by far the top team. We know that uh, Gregory Soto is not major league ready. Again, he struggled with double A at times. The Detroit bullpen behind him is very weak. They're on the roads. So they're guaranteed nine innings of hitting. Of course, that should mean five at-bats. I just, I don't want to get, uh, you know, too crazy here. I just think it's the obvious play. I'm playing it. I'm going to try to mix and match and play it a little different to be contrarian, but I'm not being contrarian by fading Houston. Who is your non-favorite, your favorite not astro Probably Joey Gallo. I mean, Lopez has been awful. That bullpen's not good. Again, not a road team, nine at-bats. Uh, and, of course, uh, he's very split. Lefties have smashed him, and uh well, he you strike people out and you struggle versus lefties, and Joey Gallo is facing you, that's not a good thing. So I really love Gallo today. I think he's got double of potential. So I think he's the one guy that I'd love to pay up for. And it's not Houston national tonight.
4: Pepsi, we're gonna go around the horn. We're gonna hit up uh, all our fair plays, the positions, and we're gonna do a little premium peek. We're gonna show the people the uh, the expert survey today, which you partook in uh, along with one Andy Means, the aforementioned Big T, uh, counting as 100K as he was filling it out. And uh, Stevie uh, from you might remember stevie from such shows, I believe, as the previous one or as one yesterday as well. And the, the show that uh preceded us also, uh, four people fill out the expert survey. Just one of the things you get as far as premium, there's so much going down as far as the RG premium. Uh, check it out, it's good times. Drop a link and chat for the people, D train. Uh, and then of course, after that, we're going to give our uh, homers, we're going to give our stacks, and then uh, we're going to turn the turn the show over to the people, uh, the people in the rotor runners chat, the people in the uh, the YouTube chat. If you guys are watching us, YouTube, feel free, feel free to like and subscribe. Uh, If you ask a question on YouTube, Dietrich will do his best to copy uh, and paste and, you know, uh, get that question to us as fast as possible. Again, we squeeze them all in as as fast as possible. But if you can get in before we turn the show over to crunch
6: time. Oh, yeah. Do you have a jack-in-the-bag for us as well, too, Pepsi? That's your specialty. I assume that's going to show up later in the show. I've got a jack-in-the-bag on the high end and a jack-in-bag on the value end as well for you. Ooh, is one of an Astro? find out you'll have to wait I muted myself as I was talking there you'll have to wait to find out Dean all right well I was going to tune out early to be honest I have I got things to do but I'm going to stick around (laughs) then you're going to miss out (laughs) who's your favorite catcher today which is always kind of a trick question yeah it is I mean money's not a thing it's Chirinos, I guess I mean we don't love Chirinos. we don't love him batting eight but again he might still get five at bats batting the eight hole again Tigers pitching starters off or the bullpens off but Chirinos is your guy uh I saved money I used a couple of guys only again. I only did six lineups, and I wanted to spend my money elsewhere. I tend to punt catcher. I got some uh, Martín Maldonado at twenty two hundred dollars here in DK, and Anthony Benboom at two K. Again, like you mentioned, Dean, you know, my late journeyman. He's twenty nine years old, but Urania. If you're going to get them, it's with a lefty, and um, I don't mind either one of those two guys. I mixed them out a little bit, and where I needed the couple hundred bucks, I, I went down there. But uh, you can make a case, I guess, from a Remuto and some of these righties versus Gio, but. For the most part, you know, my six laps, I couldn't get to Ramilto or Chernobyl. So I just double barreling with the pitcher, as you mentioned, and I spent my money elsewhere. So I used Maldonado and Baboom exclusively. Great name, by the way, Ben oh, man. Well, I mean, uh, too bad you can't hit. I mean, uh, that's a great name for somebody that can hit. Well,
4: there's also the Keybooms, uh, the Brothers Keybooms for, for Washington. I guess it's a name, you know, that's hit the majors of late. There's, there's two guys named Keyboom There's also a catcher, and a, I can't remember the, opposite, the, the opposite Shirtstop, name. I believe. Um but yeah, Ben Boom is like a real life Crash Davis, like a veteran catcher, except I guess he can't hit, which Crash right. Davis at least can hit. But but he calls ben.
6: a great game. <laughs> do you you have no idea, do you? No idea. <laughs> no, 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 no. But I mean he's he's got I mean he's been in the minors forever. He's gotta be doing something right. So he's gotta be calling a good game. I suppose. Uh all right, first base. What are you doing here? Yeah, first base. Um we're almost going to start with almost all the Astros. You know, you got Yuri Guriel and Lednes Diaz here. Prefer Guriel facing a lefty always. Diaz, though, has been on fire, so you can go either way there. Um, Guzman. Ronald Guzman's in the lap there for, uh, for Texas. I like these lefty Texas bats. Again, it's the same reason we like Houston. You know, weak bullpen on the road. Guaranteed night innings is nice. And uh, uh, G-Man Choi. Uh, I think that's another lefty we can pick on with Urena, along with his boy uh, Ben Boom
4: elvis andrews hit the hit the il for what it's worth and kind of look at that texas lineup I'm like what well, looks different there i knew was i knew he was going to play it today willie calhoun's batting second for what it's worth
6: and out as well that lineup no he's batting third oh is Mazzaro in i thought he was missing are you on the rotor runners lineup page oh, yeah he is how did i miss that for some reason when i first took a look and again I, I looked at it just were coming on air there i for some reason missed Mazzaro there so i thought he was there along with andrews so my bad. Both
4: those Cardinals are kind of cheap, too. Carpenter and Goldie are both fairly cheap. I don't mind them. I mean, I think Soraka is one of the better pitchers taking the bump. But, uh, you know, you're on the road. Decent shot of five ABs. That pen's not, you know, particularly great. Uh, and the price is pretty fair, too. And I'll, I'll say for tournaments, uh, a good leverage play. What do I up? Pete Alonso against Corbin?
6: Yeah, that's interesting. and you know, He's been just as good versus right. I think Freeman is interesting, too, versus uh, Michael Walker. That's just kind of showing – pitches up these days he's not really doing anything he's become average so I think that uh, that's an interesting matchup as well
4: what do you have for the keystone position second base I think there's multiple options here but uh, I'm, this is one of those like last positions I'm filling in because there's like th- three or four acceptable spots for me uh, where are you at as far as second
6: we well, don't have to spend money which is good again we want to pay up for a couple of pitchers tonight we're saving money at catcher we're doing so at second base sure you can get to wet Mary field and hope that he gets to minor but again minor has been good Maryfield's expensive. Lots of options. Of course, Oledna Diaz is also available at second base. You want to play him and Gurriel together. You can go that route. But uh, I like Calhoun and I like Odor. I love Odor, Odor everywhere. And uh, 2500 bucks on Fandle, 37 on DK. I mean, it's just, he's just too cheap for me. I don't love that he's bad. Was he sixth? Not terrible. You know, not seven or eight. Again, I do left you want to use versus, uh, versus Lopez here. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of cheap options. And Kiki Hernandez versus the lefty is always a thing. Leading off now, Lamp is out. Kiki leading off. Strong not a guy we have to pick on, but again, you've got lots of upside here. And you don't have to pay a premium to get it. So I'm going to mostly be on O'Dor as much as I can be. That's what I've done so far. I've still got to tinker with my GPP lives here. But Willie Calhoun's interesting. Then the line comes out. He's batting second. Not available on FanDuel, but of course he is in fantasy draft and DK. And um, I'm curious now. You know, this, this is at least one of the best prospects in baseball. It hasn't really panned out that much. Calhoun batting second. Or, door batting six if you're making one lineup team. Yeah, uh, probably neither. I think Kiki
4: is a little bit cheaper. And if I don't have the money, if you're going to force me to take one of those two, I'm taking door. I'll take the upside of door. Okay. Um, and it's funny you said one of the biggest prospects in baseball, unless I missed it, unless I kind of dozed out there for a second. Pepsi, one of the biggest prospects in baseball, he made his debut yesterday, <laughs> his second game. Uh, Keston Hira. And is this, I mean, I thought this might be your sneaky, like, uh, cheap jack in a bad candidate. He's got plenty of pop, he's got yeah. wheels too. Uh, he's, he was moved at a sixth spot for, for Milwaukee. And, of course, you know, Chavis, Tra- Travis Shaw at the IL. And I'm curious what's going to happen when Shaw gets healthy. And, I, I mean, this guy, he should stick. And I, 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 just, I mean, obviously that Milwaukee lineup's is really, really strong. And even their bench is pretty good too. But uh, I, I, I believe in it. And, you know, he's top 15 prospect in baseball. Uh, and he does the things he wants. We, we want power. We want speed. Uh, that, that's kind of sort of where I'm landing for second base. I'm trying to get there if I don't have the money. Uh, which is a ridiculous sentence to say because he's super cheap as is. I'm okay, like just flat out punting it all together with Star and Castro. Like he's batting cleanup, and he's 2.5K.
6: Yeah, I don't hate that as well. I mean, here, like you said, is a, is a newer prospect here. And, uh, you know, if he plays well, he should stick. He's got power. He's got speed. He mastered AAA, $3,200 on DK, 24 in FanDuel. I like him. The matchup's not ideal versus Arrieta. Uh, I'd like to get to a door if I can. But on DK, we're throwing up two pitchers. Uh, certainly makes sense here, especially on Fantasy Draft as well, where you can get them cheap. And I don't mind Castro. I guess if you want to get a different shuffle, as you like to say, you know, go all the way down to Castro there, and open up some room somewhere else where you're saving money. I'll play with that a little bit as well. But uh, for the most part, I'm trying to stick with the Texas lefties. I like them a lot because I'm more on Houston. i having a tougher time getting um, my Texas bats and my Fantasy Draft and DK lap. So I'm going to try to find a way to do that. And O'Doris from my first way in.
4: Castro is 4-9 on fans draft, and by no means do I like Castro. I think he's terrible, right? But, I mean, he is, you know, <laughs> he, he, he is not you know, terrible.
6: Know. He's a tough end, so, I mean, it's, it's reasonable.
4: He's not a good, like, DFS player. You're never excited about the roster sure. of Castro, but, uh, and somebody's got to clean up in the Marlins, so I guess he wins it by default, if nothing else. But, um, yeah, uh, you know, we live in a little bit of a salary cap, Pepsi. Cross it off the bingo card.
6: Uh, what do you have for me as far as the hot quarter? Alex Bregman, I mean, he has to be the guy. I mean, he matches lefties. He's facing an awful lefty again. The bullpen on the road, blah, 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 blah. Alex Bregman is the top play on the entire slate, in my opinion, tonight. And I'm going to try to get 100% of him. Of course, I'm only playing five lineups, So, or sorry, six lineups. So, there might be a lineup or two at worst. I don't get to him just because I want to get a different look. In that case, I really like his dribble Cabrera. He's sitting five. He's sitting behind Gallo if they pitch around him. I like Cabrera there. You know, Carpenter's fine. And, and Gurriel, again, third base eligibility, if you want to use him there, I'm not really sure why you would. But for me, it's Bregman then then Cabrera ahead of Carpenter. I like Carpenter still, but I just love these Texas lefties here. Yeah, Jorge Lopez in the
4: season so far has given up over two homers per nine, 2.09 to be precise. Of course, that's just a 43 innings for what it's worth, so it's not the biggest sample in the world. And the homer to fly ball ratio has been kind of goofy, and in theory that should come, should come down, especially when he's in uh, Kansas City for half his games where he should be protected by that cavernous ballpark to some degree if you extend it to last year we're looking at 1.49 homers per nine which is a 96 uh, inning sample so and again the homer to fly ball ratio down last year because the, it's too high this year uh I will say again you know talking about you know contrarian plays pivot plays leverage plays what you want to call it uh we talked about the first basic guy like Alonso, uh Nolan Arenado like he should not be ignored he we saw him banging out last night we know his history you know against lefties, absolutely wallop so when wouldn't, wouldn't be surprised if he dents the monster hits one over the monster once again uh, yeah, Erod, you know, more vulnerable to righties and it's worse lefties. We talked about we like Erod, but you know, Aronado and we will talk about story in a second too. Like uh, both those guys are really interesting for tournaments. I don't think it's the worst idea in the world even play Erod and Aronado in the same lineup. I don't think that's too insane uh, on an eight gamer tonight. Uh, hit me up a shortstop,
6: Carlos Correa. I mean, he's by far the best play, kind of like Bregman at third. I'm going to try to get as much exposure to him as I can. Um, you can make an argument for Mondesi, the same one we made for for Merrifield. We got Sagara, another good righty for Philly versus Geo. You got Story as you mentioned. So there's some there's some pivots in Monesty, Sagara and Story, if you want to get off of Korea. But I absolutely love Korea. And if you're saving money, Nikki Lopez uh is bat second for for uh, Kansas City. He's a lefty, so the splits aren't in his favor, but he's a contact-oriented guy. He's got good speed. You know, he can get on base and steal a base. So I don't mind him if you're looking to absolutely punt because you're trying to build up elsewhere. So uh, for me, though, I mean, it, it's all about Correa. If I can make it work, and and I'll go somewhere else to save some money. But there are some interesting pivots. The
4: Houston team total has jumped from six point nine to six point nine five. It's getting up there. It's creeping up to seven. And I, I like the Lopez play as well too. As far as a punt, uh, you know, I don't know much about him, but like I was kind of digging into his uh, you know, his Fangraph stuff. And yeah, like you said, a good, good good uh, you know, good speed is what I like, especially at the top. You know, that Kansas City team, obviously, that's where they're going to generate some of their runs. That team is built on speed essentially, outside of a few that. You know, the guys with some pop, the hoary Solaris of the world, uh, and, like, he's in the two-hole as well, too. And, you know, I was I, – he just seemed like a – you know, I, the small sample from watching him last night, I'm like, this guy seems like a fun player. I'm rooting for him. His family was there. They, they sold me. They were in the booth getting all excited. That's always kind of cool to watch, right, when you yeah. see the family yeah. at the game watching the, you know, their son and their brother, you know, uh, first hit. I think it was, it was just kind of a cool little moment, so I was happy for him.
6: How, about how, do you, how do you not cheer for a guy when they show the mom in the crowd, the interviewer, the kid comes up to play? I mean, how can you not, it doesn't even really matter if you roster the pitcher against him. You're like, okay, the kid can get a single here, I guess, and, and have the family cheer. So that's a, that's a nice moment. And I mean, at 5.9K at fantasy draft, if you're not going to Correa, I mean, I, I like the idea of going down to him and just loading up elsewhere. I mean, like I said, outside of you, are trying to be a little different for upside. Lopez may not have a whole lot of upside, but Maryfield Lopez, Montessi, any combination that can pull off a double steal tonight. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to
4: play any shortstop, obviously, in fans draft. You can play three or four if you want to as well. But, uh, yeah, Correa is a super, super strong play. Understand the ownership's going to be high. and just going to make your own decisions based off
6: that. Jump to the outfield, Pepsi. I feel like, is there an Astro uh, that we're going to talk about once again? <laughs> yeah, George Springer has been insane. Is, is he going to hit another leadoff home run? Every time he seems to face a lefty. I think he did, Alvisoto. Oh, no, they didn't face Soto yet, Sorry, The last time they- the Houston faced a weak lefty. John a blank now. He homered again to start at the top of the game. And Big T, speaking of Big T, winning on the money on the expert survey today as well. I think the last time Springer was facing a lefty, he said Springer's going to homer right out the hop. Again, he always seems to do that. And of course he did. So I can see that happening again tonight. Springer's your top guy. I mentioned earlier how much I love Gallo. You know, pitcher that doesn't strike anybody out, struggles versus lefties. You know, that's right up Gallo's alley. So I think Gallo can certainly have a, uh, a two home run performance tonight. And the other Texas influence. Chu, Calhoun, obviously. Um, We mentioned Kiki. You can play on the outfield. You know, Acuna and McCutcheon are are high upside guys here. Juan Soto, Christian Yelich. Those are some of the bats we can get off of that have the big upside here that nobody's going to play Soto and Yelich, I don't think. Even Acuna. We've seen Walker with reverse splits a little bit. all three of those guys have big home run up potential at a lower ownership. And for value, it's your boy, Dean. Oh, no. Yeah. (laughs) he's in my shell lineup right
4: now and i love Aaron marquez he's more my boy than jbj is but he is just used there you know uh, as a means to get the actual guys i want to play i suppose it's possible he does something he's insanely cheap he's what 2.6k on dk uh, on fantasy draft i assume he's like right around 5k or so
6: 4.5 on fantasy oh my
4: gosh yeah (laughs) Yeah. that's insane like all you need is like one of these guys and again it's not not that hard But it's not that hard to get, you know, two big arms and two big Houston bats. Like, that's not that difficult.
6: No, I mean, like you said, on fantasy draft, you don't have to use a guy like Lopez because it's infield versus position like shortstop, which is great for fantasy draft doing that. But a guy like uh, JBJ is more important in the outfield. You get your two big arms in there, you get a JBJ, and, and next thing you know, you can almost get, you know, pretty much whoever you want, two or three big bats in there before going to going about mid-tier. Uh, question in chat, Mazzara or McCutcheon in cash? Mazzara for me. I mean, McCutcheon's a great versus lefties, we know that, but man, San Lopez is awful versus lefties. The Kansas City bullpen's bad. I just, I like the Texas lefties a lot tonight.
4: Let's do the old screen share, Pepsi. Let's uh, check out the old premium peak today. We're going to show off the expert survey, which again, you partook in. This is one of the things you'll get as part of RG Premium. Um, and after that, of course, we'll do the uh, the homers, we'll do the uh, stacks. You're going to give us your jacket of bags, and then we'll uh, Knock out some questions from the chat. Start loading those up. Sure, why not? And again, if you guys are on YouTube, we're not on the YouTube chat, but our fabulous multitasking producer, the D Train, he's on there. He'll copy and paste your question and uh, throw it in the Rudder Grinders chat. And if you guys are here at Rudder as is, feel not forget to ask your question there as well. Uh, let's see our favorite catch game hitter of the day. It's basically unanimous. One person. Well, Big T's got George Springer. He's got. Well, Big T won 100K. Well, he's got all the money in the world. He's got a different kind of salary cap. He's working with, and you can't get them both. You like Bregman though.
6: Yeah, I think Bregman is the uh, the top hitter today. Just, I mean, this guy's a lefty masher versus the worst pitcher. Bregman's the guy you start with. Your favorite tournament
4: uh, hitter, you keep talking about Joey Gallo. We kind of uh, brushed on that uh, several times throughout the show. Favorite pitcher for Cash, let's reiterate that for the people.
6: Yeah, I mean, it's Verlander if you can get to him. Obviously, on two-pitcher sites. It's, you want to start with Verlander. It's got a great dominant performance on deck versus the Tigers. So that's where you want to start. Favorite uh, tournament pitcher, Pepsi? I like Eduardo Rodriguez. as a lot of it has to do with price, but the matchup is great for him. As we mentioned, five lefties in that lineup versus Colorado. They're not the same team on the road. Plenty of striker potential there and the best bang for your buck on the mound.
4: There's a couple of Sorakas in there too, which is kind of interesting. Your favorite cheap pitcher for cash is Erod. It's unanimous too. So, I mean, the book says you're not supposed to play Erod, you know, his volatility and when he's going to be popular, right? Like in theory, that's yeah. what the book says. But like, yeah. it, this feels like a. Well, I, I, he's cheap and everything kind of sort of lines up for it. But he also can go out there and, despite he has a, you know, he's got a pitcher's umpire, he can still walk the world. And just
6: yes. Things, <laughs> but things. thankfully, Colorado doesn't like to walk, so hopefully, it works out.
4: And you doubled down. You said your favorite pitcher for cash, uh, as far as cheap pitcher, your favorite pitcher for tournaments, uh, it's Erod as well. And like that's basically speaks to what we've been saying throughout the entire show: is that our uh, our, our pitching pool is just not very deep today.
6: Yeah, it, it's not, and I feel pretty good about it. Again, making six lineups and exclusively Verlander and Erod so far
4: your favorite salary saver Pepsi
6: uh who did I use there oh it was Odor right yeah I mean we didn't know about a few things going into it when they when the expert survey comes out we've got some of their options that they know but Odor uh, 25 and Fando 37 on DK and um this is a guy that's hitting six in a lap that I really like tonight you got the the, the the leprechaun
4: there Justin Turner is your favorite contrarian play explain yourself
6: I just massed his lefties. Nobody's really going to be on the Dodgers. Um, he's got double dong potential. You know, that's, that's what I kind of look for when they're talking about a contrarian play. I'm talking about a guy that could got a big night that maybe has a favorable matchup that people are overlooking. And I think that's Turner tonight.
4: The player you're most afraid of, afraid of having little or no exposure to is uh, – it's funny. The Red Sox are popping in here. Uh, a couple guys have bets. You have J.D. Martinez.
6: Yeah, I mean, I'm not on the Red Sox. I mentioned earlier. That I hope Marquez pitches well and uh, and keeps these guys quiet. We know what they're capable at home, but uh, JD scares me tonight. I don't have any exposure to him.
4: Nobody's gonna play Matt Strom. I guess you're not playing him. No, sir. A high-priced hitter you'll have little to no exposure to is a uh, is is Cody Bellinger, which is always
6: scary, you know. Yeah. But, you know. And he and he hits lefties well too, but I just you know it's it's too high of a price to pay considering the matchup on the other big bats you want to get in there tonight. You got Atlanta as your favorite sneaky stack. Why is that? You know, I don't think Atlanta's going to be all that popular. Uh, and I mentioned earlier that Waka is just not very good. He's, you know, maybe the name makes people think he's still a good pitcher, but he's, uh, he's league average at best, and he's a little reverse splits here as well. I we know Freeman can pound the righties. Uh, Albies hits them pretty good, and you got a guy like okuna who's got double-dog potential as well, along with Donaldson there, and he's been worse versus righties, Waka has. So this potential for a big game from Atlanta. And again, I'm trying to give you a team that uh, you know is a little under the radar, maybe the fifth, sixth, or seventh ranked stack there. So I think Atlanta is certainly in the top four.
4: I, my read is I think that like Houston's going to have like, you know obviously they're going to have a good portion of the ownership, but yeah. I think you could basically play anybody. Like everybody else is probably going to be just lower owned I don't know how, that, how that's going to work, but
6: yeah, I agree with that. I think Texas might be pretty popular. I mean, I'm big on them. Um, I haven't seen a ton of Texas out there, but for the most part, people have got some Texas lefties to like. So I agree outside of Houston you know, you may not get another team that's really that far ahead of the rest of the crowd. All right. Uh,
4: there's more, th- 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 it's more wordy. That's just kind of like the one word answers. It's more wordy if you guys want to kind of dig into the expert survey, but that is uh, the expert survey. It's Pepsi. It's, and again, it depends on the day. There's four different experts are kind of jumping in there every single day. Usually it's four. Uh, let's jump back and knock out our favorite stacks. Let's reiterate, because that's what we were talking about the expert survey. I just forgot to just ask you, as is Pepsi, who are your favorite stacks today? If the people are it out, because I'm pretty sure I know who it is, but maybe
6: someone. <laughs> I usually should... don't even, I don't even listen half the time. I know. Yeah, who it is. that's true. You've had a pretty good show though, for the most part. You've picked up everything I'm saying, which is uh, which is impressive. Uh, I mean, it is your job and all, but you don't know what? You're jokes. not supposed to say something when I'm throwing a perfect game. Now I'm gonna blow it the next eight minutes. <laughs> <so> go ahead. I'm <laughs> sure you will. The entire chat knows that ain't gonna happen. But the Houston Astros are by far and away the best team. Whether you're doing cash, GPPs, even if you're trying to be a little different, I still take exposure to them and find a way to be different with them. As opposed to maybe just stacking the top four hitters. But Houston is your top stack. I really like Texas, especially the lefties. Uh, Atlanta, we just talked about how the Braves could be sneaky versus Waka. And I'll also throw in the uh, the Brewers left-handed bats here. The Brewers, we know, can smash. Arrieta very splitsy this year. So I don't mind the Brewers lefties as well. All right,
4: three dudes. You're, you're talking about smashing three three dudes that are going yard at three different price tierings. Fire away.
6: Uh, top tier Springer, uh, G-Man. Uh, chow or Choi, sorry in the <laughs> i knew i was gonna butcher that one uh g-man Choi in the mid-tier and runette odor for value all right uh, here it is pepsi it's your copyright jack in a bag who's gonna swipe one who's gonna bang one two guys top tier george springer and runette odor is the value jack in a bag tonight
4: there it is and it is it was an astro turn look at that my inclination i was all over it pepsi uh, we're gonna turn the show over to the chat. We got about seven, eight minutes before so we, before we step aside and get out of here again, we make way for crunch time. I believe it's Tuttle and Hedgehopper today. Uh, Roth, I, I want to say he's on vacation, but I think Walter will be filling in if there's any weather lurking out there. Uh, questions in the chat? Let me see if I can scroll. Up. We kind of missed anything. I'm not really sure if I did, but uh, all right, they're starting to load up now. How do you feel about a Colorado mini stack? It's funny. I, I don't like. I don't mind that as far as a leverage play. Um, I, it's got to be arenado and Story and like maybe one more guy, but it's not for me. It's not a very big stack. What, what, what are your thoughts?
6: I don't mind the arenado Story. I guess you could go Reynolds in there as well. Uh, he is cheap, seven point five k on fantasy. jobs reasonable. I get it. I mean, if Rodriguez starts walking some people, Colorado gets a lead, and I get the best arms from Boston's bullpen, which isn't that strong to begin with, so. I mean, hey, if you're a guy who wants to throw five bucks into a tournament that's got thousands of people just for fun to be contrarian, I don't think to be popular. So I, I like it, but in, in terms of spending some big money on that, I wouldn't be doing that. It'd be more of a cheapy throw for me. I mean, if they get to, uh, you know, if they
4: get the Iran, you know, Blackman probably faces, a, you know, it gets an upgraded matchup as you know third or fourth, maybe even fifth at bat. So I don't mind throwing a Blackman in there either. And of course, he's going to be mostly ignored in this slate uh Choi Kiermaier or Kiki Hernandez I think that's like not even close it's got to be
6: Kiki right yeah uh I don't mind Choi though actually I think Choi and Kiki's pretty close I mean the ballpark doesn't help him but Urena struggles versus lefties so I'd say that Choi's right there with him Eaton somebody I haven't really considered uh, Adam Eaton versus uh
4: Mazzara I know you're gonna say Mazzara
6: yeah I love the Texas lefties maybe more than most tonight
4: Pepsi can you handle a threesome oh yeah threesome that's what it is absolutely in total uh aguiar kiki hernandez and bregman versus fab five freddy Rugnit Odor, and carpenter this is cash
6: yeah i wish they would tell us what sites sometimes because sometimes i want to give them another guy instead of the same guy they're using at a similar price point but i would go aguiar kiki and bregman uh
4: all right uh, oh, at, Devin is we talk about him multitasking all the time he's just kind of chiming in and he says d train he uh he likes aronado today for what it's worth so he likes him as a tournament play uh, they're asking
6: about uh, well, else a... he's the only bat from Colorado he likes. I don't necessarily know that he likes them.
4: Well, I don't know. I don't know if he likes them or if he likes them, likes them. I'll, I'll, I'll write him a note and I'll ask him to, you know, check in the yes box yeah. or the no he's, box.
6: He's just trying to be technical. I know you like to be technical. It just the guy <laughs> was asking about Colorado. He's saying that's the only bat I like. How do you feel about the Mets stack today? Um, that's a good question. I mean, yeah. Why would we play the Mets? <laughs>
4: <laughs> I mean, you'd play the Mets because baseball. Because goofy things could happen in baseball.
6: Yeah, I mean. But I'm not doing it. Outside of Alonzo, I don't think there's a bad in here as I look at the lineup that I'm interested in. I mean, it's Gee just. Davis you know, doesn't seem like a terrible play, especially where he's super cheap. Yeah, but he hasn't really done a whole lot here. I mean, as a one-off, a long, I no, I can't touch the Mets. Corbin's just been way too good. I just, I'm not interested in Mets at all. we play played this slate a hundred times. I'm never touching the Mets.
4: Ah, they're asking about Austin Riley. I'm not sure if you know who Austin Riley is, but I believe tonight is his actual official debut. He's a prospect for for Atlanta. I saw he was getting called up like a oh, three. Oh,
6: he got called up. He's in the lineup there. I didn't even notice that.
4: I don't know. I I I not I didn't. I forgot to look to see if he cracked it. Yeah, he's batting six, but I don't know where uh, he's available. I don't think he's in the fantasy draft pool. I think he's in the DK pool actually. He's uh, not
6: in the fantasy draft pool.
4: I was looking at this last night. I think he's like 3-3 or 3-4 or something like that. Yeah, he's 3-4, and he's at third base, although for what it's worth, uh, he's playing outfield. Uh, I think he's playing outfield because I was reading there talking about uh, having seen the official lineup, and it would make sense because Donaldson's there too. Um, he's, he's in the lineup, and I assume he's at third. He just learned how to play outfield like a week ago, which is not something I like to like, – I mean, like he knows how to catch baseballs and throw baseballs. Yeah.
6: Yeah, no. he's a talented uh, prospect, though. He's batting six versus Waka, and he's only available on DK. So if you're, only, if you're playing on DK, um, he's worth playing, I guess. Yeah, I mean, the kid's supposed to be talented. You just never know with rookies, right? I mean, Vladimir yeah. Guerrero is a kind of an exception. Mike Trout, it's these guys that come along once in a generation. I know even Guerrero started a little bit earlier. But, you know, the rest of these kids, you just never know what they're going to do. But if he's dirt cheap over on DK, I didn't see his price. I'm going to check it out now. I, I don't mind, especially if you're doing a brave stack and need some salary savings here. What is he, 3.4? Yeah, I don't hate that at third base. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I don't think I want to get off of Bregman, really, and there's some better options there. Even Gurriel and Cabrera I would play ahead of him. But if you're doing a Braves stack, need the savings, I don't mind rally there.
4: Uh, thoughts on getting Springer, Bregman, and Correa in your DK Cash lineup? Uh,
6: yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I have I thought- all three of them in there with the Verlander and Erod. I mean, like we talked about where you can save money to make that happen. That's why we did it, and that's why they're in the lineup. My thoughts are positive.
4: Yeah, if you were paying attention, I mean, you basically know what our what, what the cash line up, where we're more or we're more less at. Um, Calhoun versus Kike. Kiki. Uh oh, there's like on
6: the... we're talking Willie Calhoun, right? Oh, I'm thinking of Cole right off the bat. Um, that's tough. I'm gonna give the edge to Calhoun. I mean, Kiki's the lefty killer. I know he's hit leadoff and all this. Strom's a much better pitcher than Lopez and anybody else coming in. So as much as McCutcheon and Kiki, who they've been asked before, are very good plays. I'm going to give the edge to the lefties of Texas still, although that one, like the McCutcheon versus Mazzara one, could go either way. Go
4: Sixers, go. He wants to know where the Magic 8 ball. It's right here. It's right. It was right next to uh, – well, you know who this guy is, right, Pepsi? Can you see the camera? Who's this guy? You know
3: who uh,
4: say my
6: name. I am. Oh, is, that, uh, is that um, – oh, I'm drawing a blank from Breaking Bad there. Um,
4: yeah, it is, but still. You should. Uh.
6: You were throwing a perfect
4: game, too. Did you want to ask the Magic 8-Ball something? Uh, go Sixers, go. We got a, a couple minutes before you step on to get out of here. Uh, where is the Crunch Time link? It's a good time to say this because a lot of people, uh, premium members, they ask question uh, questions in the regular chat for Crunch Time, and they're like, well, why are they not answering my question on Crunch Time? It's because there's a separate premium chat. You're supposed to hit the link. So they don't see this chat. They're not on this chat. Uh, they're not looking at this. So that's why they're, they're not ignoring your question. They just don't see it. So if you guys are wondering why why is, why is my question not being answered for Crunch Time, because you're in the wrong chat. Make sure you're, you're in the premium chat. Uh, was there a question for the match, people? We got Cabrera or Donaldson at the same price uh, on DK. Is that Miguel Cabrera? Oh,
6: it's uh, uh, that's Druble. Yeah, I like his Druble. I mean, again, I just love these Texas lefties here. Again, that, that can go either way. I know they usually have a strong take. Uh, I'm going to give the edge to the lefties here, but the Kiki, McCutcheon, Donaldson, they could go either way here. Donaldson, again, a good play versus Walker being a little verse, but I love this Druble tonight. Best outfielder on DK
4: 5,500 and under. Basically, anybody but Yelich, Bellinger, and Springer. I think your answer is Gallo, correct? Yes, yes, sir. Uh, go Sixers Go wants to know if he's going to win the PJ Millionaire Maker. I'm not even going to shake it. I'm just going to say no. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to win it. Sorry.
6: I, I'm going to say you take it down, buddy. No, I mean, he's not. But I, mean, I wish him luck, but he's not. I mean, I, somebody I, will, but not somebody's him. Somebody's got to win it. Why not him? Well, I mean,
4: yeah. In theory, (laughs) because there's a lot of there's a lot more people playing besides it. You can only max out so
6: many. Hey, my Uh, odds aren't good, but I gotta go with somebody.
4: There you go. Uh, That's that's the show, Pepsi. Finish strong. Give us something good. Tell us what's gonna happen in the the, the
6: Raptors. Give us some basketball analysis tonight. Raptors upset the Bucks. How about that? Just because I know very little about basketball, I'm cheering for the Raptors. So Raptors upset the Bucks. Verlander, Erod are outstanding. Houston does not disappoint. And the Texas lefties get it all done, baby. He's Pepsi. I'm Dean. Enjoy your baseball tonight. We're out of here. Oh.
0: Right now, you can get both Sprint's unlimited plan and the all-new Samsung Galaxy S10 included for just $35 per month per line for five lines. All you need is approved credit and 24-month installment billing. No trade-in required. Visit a Sprint store, Sprint.com, or call 800-SPRINT-1. Phone 15 no is a month after 2250 a month credit. Apply within two bills. If cancel early, remaining balance due. Unlimited basic after
3: 630-20. Pay $32 per month per line for five lines without auto-pay data deprioritization during congestion, speed maximums, use rules, and restrictions apply.